0: 94.5 W233 DB Norwich
1: News this hour from townhall.com I'm Rich
2: Thomason Moderate economic growth July through September. The real gross domestic product, or GDP, increased by 2.6% in the third quarter, according to the advance estimate released by the Bureau of Economic Analysis in the Commerce Department. In the second quarter, real GDP decreased by 0.6%. The GDP estimate is based on source data that is incomplete or subject to further revision by the source agency. The second estimate for the third quarter, based on more complete data, will be released on November 30th. Growth of that magnitude should reassure investors that the country has yet to plunge into recession amid a tightening of financial conditions by the Federal Reserve. Bernie Bennett in Washington.
1: With just 25 days of supply left, a diesel fuel shortage is intensifying. OilPrice.com reporting U.S. stockpiles of diesel have fallen to the lowest level since 2008. The Saudis warning President Biden of the perils of draining America's strategic petroleum reserve in hopes of bringing down gas prices. The SPR is supposed to be there in the event of war or other dire national emergency, but President Biden has repeatedly tapped the reserve, and now we're down to just 17 days' worth of supply on hand. Leading voice in the GOP sees
3: that big red wave building momentum as election day approaches. Senator Tom Cotton predicts there could be some big surprises on election night. and What's shaping up to be a very compelling
0: year uh, for Republicans.
4: Even he
3: says in some unlikely races because voters across the country are troubled by what he calls the radical agenda of President Biden and the Democrats. 13 percent inflation, rising crime, a wide-open border. American and retreat around the world, and they are ready for a check and balance. Cotton tells the Salem Radio Network that's true even in traditionally blue states like Colorado, Washington, and Connecticut. Bob Agner reporting. Stocks are
1: mixed at the moment. Right now, the Dow is up about 301 points, while so the NASDAQ is down 127. More on these stories at townhall.com.
5: Sponsor of passive, affordable single and multi-family residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value, protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at eight one seven nine one two one five six nine. A pat on the back for Ukraine's
1: utility
6: workers, keeping the lights on amid a Russian onslaught. President Volodymyr Zelensky has publicly thanked the country's power workers for maintaining the electricity supply as Russia continues to target energy infrastructure ahead of the winter. Authorities have ordered rolling blackouts in many parts of the country and urged households to limit consumption as the infrastructure is targeted by drones. In a likely Ukrainian response to the attack, on Ukrainian infrastructure, the head of the port city of Sebastopol in the Russian annexed region of Crimea said a power plant just outside the city had suffered minor damage in a drone attack. I'm Charles de Ledesma.
1: Chinese tech giant Huawei's revenue rose in the latest quarter with network infrastructure sales helping to offset damage to its smartphone business under U.S. sanctions. Townhall.com. Elon Musk's satellite internet service is hitting
7: the road. In May, Starlink for RVs was launched, but the service only allowed customers to get internet while parked. Starting in December, the internet service will work in moving vehicles. The monthly charge is still $135 a month, but the $599 satellite dish will need to be replaced with one that costs $2,500. Starlink Maritime costs $5,000 a month. It targets yachts, cruise ships, and container ships. Starlink Aviation costs $12,500 to $25,000 a month, targeting commercial flights. Tasha Stevens reporting.
1: We could be headed for a railroad strike. A second union has rejected a deal with the major U.S. freight railroads, reflecting workers' increasing frustration with the lack of paid sick time. The vote by the Brotherhood of Railroad Signalmen adds to concerns about the possibility of a walkout next month that could cripple the economy. More on these stories at townhall.com.
8: Stu, I with the W I C H. Welcome to our program. As promised, we have uh, one of the fine columnists, journalists from the New York Post, to start our program off today. Pleasure, Miranda Devine is with us. Hi, Miranda.
9: Hey,
8: Stu. How are you? Pretty good, except for a few allergies, but we're doing okay. <laughs> you are a busy lady, I know, with all the things going on in New York. Excuse me, but. Um, just a couple of things I wanted to say. I know you've been a journalist for a number of years in Australia and the Boston Herald. When I grew up in Boston, I used to read that all the time.
10: Yeah, great paper.
8: And you've been with The Post for uh, quite a long time. Do you Particularly, do you cover more political uh, events uh, as opposed to other things? Well, I'm a columnist, and so um, I, I, I didn't originally
11: want to just do politics, but it's just the way the world has gone. I've been mm-hmm. writing a column for more than 20 years. And, uh, you know, when I first started, it was a lot of social and cultural issues, uh, you know, as well as politics. But now um, politics seems to have consumed everybody. So I, I do tend to write a lot about it.
8: I don't know. I'm sure you agree with me. But I don't think I've seen anything quite as uh, volatile as with the situation we have in our country right now. And uh, i certainly uh anticipating, hopefully, some positive things in the midterms. But let me just touch on um, New York, which I think is a very, very, very important uh, governor race. Mm. And it's a little too close for comfort for me. What What is the uh, inside feeling, uh, Miranda, that you have on the governor's race?
11: Well, Lee Zeldin, the Republican, has done remarkably well considering that Democrats outnumber registered Democrats, outnumber Republicans, I think it's something like five to one. So uh, he's come to within two points of Governor Hochul, and they had a debate on Monday night, and he really, uh, in my view anyway, wiped the floor with her, particularly he's hammering crime, Uh, New Yorker's... uh, i mean all over the state but particularly obviously in new york city are uh, reeling from soaring violent crime people are being shoved in front of the subways i think we've had eight homicides mm-hmm. this uh this year uh so it's really become really ugly on the streets and governor Hochul has done nothing about the um bail laws and and the other laws that have created this problem and uh She's not using any of her powers. I mean, she has this progressive DA, like in so many cities around the country, uh, called Alvin Bragg, and she could fire him. And Lee Zeldin has vowed that he will do that day one in the job if he's elected. And so I think that's resonating. It's certainly, um, you can just see it in his poll numbers. He has the momentum, and he, Governor Hochul's starting to panic. You saw the other day she Mm -hmm, uh, held a press conference and starting to talk about crime, although she did have the kind of audacity to say that it's just New Yorkers having a perception or they just might feel that there's crime out there. No, there is crime. There is violent crime, and people are frightened to catch the subway. Walking down the street, I myself saw um, the other day uh, a little old lady just shoved, shoved over by someone walking past and hit her head on the on the gutter she was okay but uh you know this homeless guy just thought he would do it just pick on someone weaker than him and that that's half of the course at the moment and it seems that the governor and the mayor just laugh it off because they have their own security i guess they don't really see what's happening
8: well of course now that we're getting close to the midterms uh everybody now is oh wait a minute we're the best on crime we do i mean it's it's so obvious what's going on right now i've seen some well, of the Stuart, things
11: it's funny how you know the democrats thought that they were just going to coast in to victory based on abortion and calling republicans ultra mega and semi-fascists and all the other lovely things that joe biden says when he's unifying the country uh, but that just isn't working at a time of prices you know the economy not doing well inflation uh, crime the border overrun with millions of illegal migrants that's what Americans care about and you see uh, interestingly that the gender gap between the Democrats and the Republicans has closed up and in fact when you look at independence um, I think they're 18 points ahead the Republicans so uh, and and just in general uh, women are just as likely to vote for Republicans as they are Democrats, which is a stunning turnaround from a couple of months ago. Uh, so I think that the, the Democrats really banked or backed to the wrong horse when they thought that they they'd, uh, they were going to win with abortion.
8: Well, I'm certainly hoping for um, a comeback for New York, uh, which was a place that we used to love to go to, and uh, I think it was today's post. Watch your back on the front page. Is that? Yeah, yeah, that tells the the whole story right there. Sure does. I wish yeah. people could look Miranda just beyond the party and really what's going on there. And I know you, you cover it very very well. I wanted to ask you before I get to the the popular book you have, the Laptop from Hell, and that is uh, Australia, which is a place I always wanted to go. But I was a little concerned during the COVID situation of what was going on in Australia people on the streets, and uh, were you surprised at some of that?
11: Uh, y- y- yes and no. Uh, I mean, it, it, the videos, a lot of the videos and, and news stories that um, we saw here were from one or two states, and Australia, um, while it's a lot smaller by population than America, is similarly um, is a federation of states, and so there uh, is one particular state called Victoria in the South second largest state, which is really run by a socialist government, and they had, I think, the harshest lockdown in the world, uh, apart from China, and um, they, you know, there were real breaches of civil liberties there, and uh, for the most part, the populace seemed to accept it quite meekly. Uh, But the state that I'm from, uh, New South Wales, uh, Mm -hmm. where the largest city, Sydney, is, um, was a little more sensible uh, there. But uh, I guess Victoria, you could describe as New York on steroids.
8: Yes, I'm glad you you told me that, because I was like, wait a minute, I always loved Australia, but they're showing these videos. And uh, there's always more to a story, but you know that because you've been a columnist for a, a long, long time. I don't know about you, but I'm sure you probably think this as well, but sometimes I wonder, because there's such a um, a bad amount of uh, crooked press, I'll just cut to the chase. I don't know how these people can sleep nights. Either they avoid a story that we should know, or they just come out with out-and-out lies. It, being in the business must be very frustrating for you to see this.
11: Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, particularly when it comes uh, at the moment to, you know, whether it's the Russia collusion hoax or our coverage of the Hunter Biden laptop story, there just seems to be a willingness on the part of the left wing media to accept uh, at face value these anonymous sources from the FBI or the CIA or, you know, whoever these uh, intelligence uh, people are. And uh, they just run complete cock and bull stories that, uh, and allow themselves to be used by these shadowy forces uh, to, 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 for, for whatever nefarious purpose. And um, we saw that with the New York Times and the Washington Post winning Pulitzer's for their yeah. coverage of, you know, Trump Russia collusion, which turned out to be completely a hoax, completely false. Uh, and we're seeing a little of that in the Durham investigation, but uh, that Steele dossier was completely uh, made up, garbage, but it crippled um, a president, and uh, that was in large part because half of the media, at least, was so willing to swallow that story and uncritically repeat it from anonymous sources. And then similarly, but kind of maybe the opposite, uh, when... The New York Post uh, first started running our Hunter Biden laptop exposes three weeks before the 2020 election in October of 2020. Uh, We had Facebook and Twitter uh, crack down on us and say that, uh, you know, censor the story, suppress it, throttle it. uh, And Twitter said, I think it was hacked material. They later Mm -hmm. admitted that they were wrong and it was a mistake. And Facebook said that they were... um, you know, throttling it or suppressing it, uh, pending a fact check, which they never appeared to have done. But they, they, we know Facebook, uh, acted because they had been the FBI for a, a sort of a, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, security debriefing, misinformation, disinformation debriefing, uh, shortly before, weeks maybe before our, uh, story appeared. Uh, warning them about a dump of Russian disinformation to be on the lookout for uh, that that an unca- bore an uncanny uh, similarity to our story when it was published. And uh, we know the FBI was spying on Rudy Giuliani, so they would have seen the whistleblower from the Delaware computer repair shop, send him an email explaining that he had Hunter Biden's laptop and what was on it. And... Um, The FBI also would have had access to my text messages with Rudy Giuliani, which would have given them an indication of when the New York Post uh, was publishing and that it was publishing. So all of that is um, quite disturbing. And the fact that it influences um, now also social media, those completely unaccountable oligopolies with the power to de-platform a city president, the fact that they are now... Just swallowing hook, line, and sinker. These um, sort of anonymous um, uh, warnings from the FBI, which appears now we hear from whistleblowers, um, to have been uh, burying, have buried uh, and suppressed uh, all the information related to Hunter Biden's laptop, but also. Other information from Tony Bobulinski, Hunter Biden's former business partner, uh, who went and gave the FBI voluntarily a five-hour interview and handed over the contents of three of his phones, uh, with allegations of money peddling, um, influence peddling, and uh, you know the, the fact that the Bidens had taken in millions of dollars from Communist China. Uh, that. That information was relevant and the American people should have known about it before the 2020 election because it related to one of the candidates. They were, the American people were, uh, I guess, having a job interview with um, to be President of the United States. And they were not allowed the due diligence they should have had because the media and big tech colluded with, it seems, according to these whistleblowers, the FBI to prevent them from having that information. It's one pretty of the, scary.
8: It's one of the scariest things, Miranda, to think that the FBI is doing their work on a political level, which is, you know, they were one of the yeah. only one of the few things that we could trust that would be honorable, and uh, now we're questioning so many things. It's a, it's a very sad situation. That's probably one of the biggest cover-ups ever, the Hunter Biden yeah. story, and of course you covered it and I've seen you on, certainly uh, on Fox News, Do you ever get an invitation from CNN or any of those places? (laughs) No. No, I didn't think so. They're not asking you for tea. No, no. no, no. uh, Nobody wants to hear the truth on the other side. You would think they would have learned something from their mistakes, but they still continue to do it, and they're doing it a lot with the midterms. So with all the information you've compiled, and I think there's going to be a sequel... Tell us about your book, the uh, laptop from hell, which I know is a big seller. What we're going to find in there?
11: Well, I guess it's uh, it, it's a good sort of guide to the laptop because um, the laptop itself is just a complete mess. It's very difficult to make heads or tail of it, and so the book basically pulls the eyes out of it and uh, does so in narrative form. And uh, you know, I've tried to. Um, Weave into that some of the the background of um, the what was going on at the time. the laptop covers nine years, uh, including the eight years of joe biden 's vice presidency, uh, ending in April of two thousand and nineteen when Hunter Biden uh, took the laptop to his local computer repair shop in Delaware and abandoned it uh, and That was just a couple of weeks before Joe Biden announced his uh, candidacy for president, mm-hmm. so uh, that that sort of puts into context. Also, Hunter Biden uh, was in the grip of a terrible crack addiction at the time. I, I'm sympathetic to Hunter Biden. Um, I think that he, uh, you know, is to be pitied, and he had a very traumatic start to his life when his mother and his baby sister were killed in a car accident that he was badly injured in with his older brother. Uh, and so, uh, you know, there's obviously sympathy there and he was a drug addict and appears to have kicked the habit, so good for him. But I think the value of what's in the laptop is not about what it tells you about Hunter Biden and his tormented life uh, at the time, but about Joe Biden and this influence-peddling scheme that he had been running out of Delaware with his family, particularly his brother Jim Biden, Um Uh, In Delaware, from, you know, for four decades since he first became uh, a a senator. And certainly during the time that he was vice president. And the reason that's important, I mean, I think influence peddling is a, is corruption that has occurred in Washington for a long time on both sides of the aisle. Uh, Joe Biden is just a past master at it. Um, But I think why it's particularly relevant is that during his vice presidency, uh, you know the this money that came in from both communist russia uh, communist China and from Russia uh, and Ukraine and Kazakhstan and other countries, but particularly China and russia mm-hmm. uh, you know america 's adversaries, and that just calls into question whether or not Joe Biden as a president now is compromised is he going soft on China for instance um, so you know, he should never have put himself in that position. I don't know if he is compromised or not, but it certainly um, makes you wonder, and it it's worrying. I think for uh, people who do have that
8: question. I don't know if we have any absolute proof on it now, uh, Miranda, but it does appear that um, Bobolinsky called, you know, reference to the big guy that Joe Biden probably made a lot of dough on these deals as well.
11: Well, look, we don't really know uh, any of that. Um, We do know that he lives a pretty good lifestyle for, uh, you know, a a senator, on a senator's salary that Mm -hmm. he used to boast about being the poorest man in Congress, uh, but he dresses uh, in very expensive clothes. He has a two, uh, you know, lovely mansion in Delaware. He used to previously had a DuPont mansion. Uh, He also has a lovely holiday house uh, in Rehoboth Beach. And, uh, you know, his family live a very privileged lifestyle, his extended family, and Hunter complained about having to put the bill for all of that and give half his salary to his father. Now, you know, there is no evidence of mm-hmm. that on the laptop other than a tiny bit of evidence that Hunter was paying bills for joe biden for maintenance and upkeep on one of his delaware mansions uh and also was paying for a cell phone and and there's also evidence that they're they had shared bank accounts and uh, at least in one case a shared debit card so um you know when the republicans uh as it looks that they will um, take back the house at least uh, they've promised investigations and they will have subpoena power uh, they also uh, have had and, and will have more ability to look at look at the money trail. And I think that's, uh, you know, follow the money, as they say, is I think what's going to really crack this case.
8: Miranda's uh, divine's with us for a few more minutes here, and I appreciate you being with us, Miranda. She's one of the uh, most uh, popular columnists, who has uh, been involved in a lot of stories and, of course, the big one with uh, Hunter Biden in the book that she uh, came out with. So probably uh, more is going to come out on this, but it's going to take a little while, in my opinion, probably after Joe Biden is not president anymore. From your point of view as a columnist, before you go with a story, it seems like some, you know, some papers are just going to hear something in the wind and, boom, they want to just put it right on. What do you have to go through before you feel confident that this is legitimate material?
11: Well, we have very good editors at the New York Post. Uh, you know, seasoned, uh, pretty tough guys, and they are pretty cynical. They've seen a lot, and um, they've got a good nose for, for whether a story is, you know, has holes in it or not. Um, so that's uh, that's good. And obviously, we have very good lawyers who look at everything. Uh, so you know there 's certainly a process when it comes to publishing um, stories in newspapers, and I think there 's more rigor um, in a in a sort of old school newspaper with those traditions than perhaps in some of the newer uh, publications that are just online and that just just they have the imperative that they just need to get out quickly
8: that's yeah that 's the word get out quickly," and I think even when they do make a mistake, or they put something dishonest in there, uh, very rarely do you hear uh, an apology or bringing it up, because they feel, well, the average person is going to forget about it. But um, maybe it would be in the back page, in a small little column, so nobody would see it. But uh, not too many apologies. Do do you see any of those?
11: No, not at all. Um, I I mean, I would have expected, (laughs) for instance, um, over the Russia collusion stuff.
12: My goodness, yeah.
11: I see there was a little bit of Stealth editing by the New York Times But uh, there really should have been A big mea culpa They should have uh, handed back their Pulitzers The Pulitzer Committee should have uh, Taken them You know, taken their prizes Back from them And uh, I I think Former President Donald Trump has made a big deal About that I I even saw somewhere that he was thinking of suing The Pulitzer Committee Uh, But, you know, for defamation Because um, they were endorsing these completely false stories and giving their imprimatur to them. And I guess there, there used to be a fair amount of prestige associated with the Pulitzer uh, Prize. But I, I think mm-hmm. for a long time it's been compromised. To tell you the truth, um, there was, if you remember, Walter Duranty uh, of the New York Times, their Russia the correspondent uh, back in the thirties, and he was um, wrote these stories saying just denying that. Russia was starving Ukraine and uh, and all, all the human rights abuses that were going on. And he won a Pulitzer for the, those lies. Uh, and that was never rescinded. So uh, I, I guess people are just shameless. And they figure that they don't tell their readers. They don't know. They're in the dark. So, mm-hmm. um, so you know, keep them in
8: the dark. We should give a prize for the best liars. Maybe that could be it. <laughs> <laughs>
11: Yeah, well, let's hope. I mean, look, it's really important to democracy that before the Fourth Estate uh, be, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's fine to be robust and partisan, I guess, but um, it has to be or strive to be accurate and not so politically uh, dishonest um, as the left has become. You know, there's so many lies. Just, for instance, about January 6th, um, the the left the democrats are always accusing conservatives of being in a cult or trump supporters of being in a cult and um, you know being fed disinformation uh, but in fact there was a focus group that msnbc uh, recently ran some trump supporters in pittsburgh and it was the reporter herself who was peddling Disinformation about January 6th, and she was talking about police officers being killed on the day and excrement being smeared all over the walls. Oh,
13: God, yeah. And
11: these, uh, these Trump supporters were resolute, implacable, and pushed back. And they said they laid out the facts, which was there wasn't a single police officer killed that day. Uh, and there was a police officer, Brian Sicknick, of course, who died the next day of a stroke but there's no evidence that it was related to that riot, which everyone says was terrible. Uh, but, but these people also pointed out the fact that there's, the, the fact of the Summer of Love, so-called, all those Antifa riots that occurred through the summer of 2020 in the prelude to the 2020 election, um, they've just been airbrushed out of reality. Newsweek the other day did a so-called fact check saying that there weren't any Antifa riots. Uh, You know, we meant to just... They're gaslighting us and making, trying to make people doubt their eyes and ears and their memories. And these Pittsburgh voters were fantastic because they just stood their ground, they folded their arms, they were not hearing any of it. And they also mentioned that um, why did Nancy Pelosi not allow the Capitol Police, who were outnumbered by something like 60 to 1 by the rioters, on january 6th why were they not allowed to have the backup of national guard that the chief of uh, the capital police even even donald
8: trump said uh, the days before donald trump wanted to have them there as well so that tells you yeah. a lot but That's no one's right. asked even
11: made a made an actual you know formal request three days before two days before one day before on the day several times and he was rebuffed every time by the sergeant-at-arms of both the House and the Senate. So Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, both, uh, for whatever personal reasons they had, um, bad optics was one excuse that was uh, reported, um, just refused to give the OK for National Guard. And if they had given the OK, that riot never could have happened. And probably Ashley Babbitt would still be alive. Uh, but it suits the uh, the Democrats, it suits Nancy Pelosi to have this circus uh, and to continually, as the midterms approach, shove down uh, you know, Republicans' throats and their, their audience, obviously, is independents and wavering Democrats, that uh, somehow Republicans and Trump supporters are fascists and uh, a threat to democracy.
8: I believe that with all my heart, that Nancy Pelosi, um, maybe she didn't want anybody to get killed, but uh, as you say, the optics, uh, I don't think anybody's ever asked her that question, at least not that I've heard on television anywhere. Why did you not have them come and protect things?
11: Yes, exactly. Well, she she has a bit of plausible deniability because uh, it was you know the sergeant at arms or the the capital committee that had to make that decision but the sergeant at arms told the capital police chief that that uh you know that he was waiting for the okay or they were waiting for the okay from above above was Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell so why didn't they give the okay and uh why did it take them so long after the capital had been breached to give the okay Uh, Stephen's son was tearing his hair out. His men and women were being, you know, beaten up and terribly outnumbered. And 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 for what reason was the capital left completely unguarded, effectively apart from, you know, the very outnumbered capital police, uh, on a day when there were millions of uh, people, um, you know, blocking towards Washington to hear the rally, the last rally of of donald trump and there were obviously um you know bad actors in that group who decided sure you know, before donald trump had finished speaking to start breaking windows and breaking into the Capitol and uh fighting with the Capitol police and injuring them i mean that was terrible that was a disaster but we've never gotten to the bottom of really why it happened why the capital was so unguarded and what happened with the those mysterious pipe bombs that were supposedly mm-hmm. left at the democratic and republican headquarters i mean the fbi has never got to the bottom of that as far as they they've told us they've kept uh, that all very hush hush and and why on earth does the fbi have the largest investigation in their history into that several hours of rioting bad as it was at the capitol and yet really they have done very little when it comes to those months of riots that caused so much billions of dollars worth of damage in cities across the country obviously were uh, coordinated and organized by somebody and uh, a couple of dozen people were killed and lots of police were injured uh, we don't see that that those antifa riots which we all remember yeah, uh, okay. really deeply i mean they people made people feel very unsafe, particularly in cities. Uh, I remember the day of the 2020 election on Fifth Avenue uh, in the heart of Manhattan uh, shopkeepers were boarding up their stores and in preparation for what was going to be the mother of all riots people were frightened and of course that was because they thought that Donald Trump was going to win. Of course when Joe Biden won, no riots so that tells you what the riots were in aid of
8: it's amazing. We'll never forget the, uh, I think it was CNN when they, the guy was saying, oh, it's a peaceful, uh, yeah. a, and the place was burning down behind him. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a classic video for sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to keep you busy, Miranda. Go yes, on there and,
11: is. We live in interesting times, as the Chinese curse
8: says. Uh, what are you working on now? Or Of course, everything probably about midterms. Mm-hmm.
11: Yeah, uh, a lot of that, and uh, and also some, you know, always uh, working on this FBI stuff. Whistleblowers still coming forward, uh, you know. I'm, I guess, very motivated to write about the cover up of our story in in uh, October of 2020. It just the more you look at it, the more nefarious it seems, um, and the more that the FBI was involved in that. And I'd love to know also more about the 51 former intelligence officials who wrote that scurrilous letter four days after our first uh, Hunter Biden laptop story in October of 2020. Uh, they wrote that letter saying, uh, effectively saying that it, the laptop was Russian, mm-hmm. was a, a, you know a Russian information operation a, you know, Russian disinformation and um, and you know, that, that included uh, several former CIA directors and acting directors and uh, that that was proven wrong. They never had any evidence. They never had seen the laptop or any of the material from it. They'd never asked to see it. It was irresponsible at the very least of them to do that. But they were obviously doing it uh, to help Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that it's so much that they loved Joe Biden, but they had convinced themselves, like so many, that uh, Donald Trump was an existential threat and he had to be gotten rid of by hook or by crook.
8: You know, whatever you think of Donald Trump, um, think back to was was our country in better shape when he was in, and you have to say yes. I don't know how you couldn't say yes. I mean, he's obviously flawed, but our country was uh, safer and uh, that's how I look at it.
11: Well, yes, we weren't embroiled in foreign wars, and and we weren't projecting weakness to the world. Which, unfortunately, you know, every time Joe Biden finishes a speech and then gets lost on stage and wanders around, uh, that that weakness is seen by our adversaries. I mean, President Xi and Vladimir Putin are taking full advantage of that.
8: And, of course, uh, which made me the most excited, that we were becoming energy independent. Exactly. That we didn't have to rely on on uh, other countries that want to flatten us.
11: Mm, so. Exactly. Uh, America is so blessed with bounty, uh, you know, above ground mm. and below ground, and uh, had become energy independent in during the Trump era, and uh, was in a position to be exporting energy to Europe. I mean, to Germany. So Germany didn't have to rely on Russian energy. Uh, but but uh, I mean, now we're begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia yeah. for for oil. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's completely ridiculous considering that the reason that we've um, impoverished ourselves on the energy stake and are not exploiting our natural resources is. For climate change um, reasons, and uh, and and yet, you know, dirty, much much dirtier forms of energy uh, have to be um, exploited in in its place, and so that doesn't help the global. If you believe in it, you know, if you believe in uh, the problem of emissions, mm-hmm. then this just makes it worse globally.
8: I wish there were common sense pills that we could pass around, but. Uh Sometimes I wonder where they come up. with. Well, I hope if Lee becomes the governor, I'm rooting for him, that maybe they can get uh, rid of the no-cash bail. Uh, Yes. And that, of course, was another ridiculous thing, like defunding the police, which is a a real horror show. I thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Stu. Great to talk to you. It's great to talk to you. Are we going to see you on um, the telly soon? I know I see you a lot.
11: Um, yes, I've just been on Maria Bartiromo's show this morning. Oh, this and morning. I was on with Bill Hemmer and Dana Prino on America's Newsroom. And um, next show, I think I'll be on with Laura Ingram um, on Monday night.
8: Yeah, because I know I get to see you a lot. So Monday night with Laura, very good. Well, You're thank good. you. And uh, good luck and keep up the good work and we're just trying to get everybody just wants to get to the truth and we're at the point now is uh, miranda that people never know what's true anymore so we know
11: uh, but we 12 g- days to go and i think it'll be up to the american people to decide their future and uh you know if they want to continue on this disastrous way or if they want to take control of their country again
12: all right
8: take care of yourself good to talk uh, with you okay thanks See you thanks soon. miranda Miranda Devine, one of the popular columnists, uh, the New York Post, who's certainly been on television a lot with the stories of what's going on. And, of course, the other networks don't have her on because they don't like what she has to say. We'll be right back.
14: Hello, I'm Sandra Grillo, one of the pharmacists at Utley and Jones Pharmacy. At Utley & Jones Pharmacy, we take pride in maintaining personal relationships with our patients, and we've been at it for nearly 150 years. You've always known that we fill prescriptions, but did you know that we also offer vaccines, medication therapy management, and medication synchronization? Did you know that we are one of the few local pharmacies that still compound special medications for adults, children, and pets? Our convenient location next to the Bacchus Hospital makes it easy for you to pick up your medications, but should you have trouble getting out, call ahead for prompt delivery of your prescriptions, vitamins, first aid supplies, and home health care needs to your home or workplace. You can also check out our services online at www.utleyannjones.com. We look forward to serving you soon. Utley & Jones Pharmacy, 112 Lafayette Street,
15: Norwich. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM.
8: This is the program that tries to get as close to the truth as we possibly can. And you're welcome to call in with your opinions. Welcome to the program.
16: Hi, good morning, Stu. Good morning. I disagree with that woman totally
8: okay that's fine
16: <laughs> um <clears throat> we have embraced german bio bio warfare in our country particularly in our state specifically um this has been going on for a hundred years and our hospitals have not been held accountable
8: what does that got to do with my guest
16: well she said there was a bounty which doesn't exist anymore it's severely compromised and you know um trump did a lot of damage and he never addressed the diesel shortage as far as i know
13: mm, he certainly um, did
16: so some of the things that he had a propensity to do that were very bad like taking off the controls for bad pork you know his iq wasn't there either we we have an issue with what's going on, what's actually going on that people are blindsided by. I received a lethal injection at United Community and Family Services on October 18th. This is infiltrated with both clinics in Norwich and the Hartford Health I well, know you've discussed
8: disgusted with this before, so I'm going to have to move on. Okay. Well,
16: I have a right to talk about it, Stu, and you you're do. not giving me time. You
8: have a... Spoke about it for a couple of days with us, and I, well, I you can call back you know, because I'm a
16: lot of damage, and they're not addressing the ease that need the issues that we need to address. I understand people want to be energy independent, um, but our resources are limited, and scientists are predicting that we are going extinct soon.
13: All right. Um, We're
16: in a global German Holocaust, and people aren't recognizing it. Psychiatrists are being paid $100,000 a year to kill you at the regional mental facilities. Bye.
8: Bye. All right. um, You would be next if you'd like to call in at 889-5252. Express your opinion. If you disagreed with anything Miranda Devine had to say, that's okay, or agreed. And we'll be uh, right back. Get more
17: for your Medicare dollar Connecticut with a $0 premium Medicare Advantage plan from United Healthcare. With a United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plan, it's easier than ever to get more for your Medicare dollar, including better than ever dental, vision, over-the-counter and prescription drug coverage. Take advantage. Call United Healthcare today at 1-855-296-0896. That's 1-855-296-0896. Benefits, features and or devices vary by plan and area. Limitations and exclusions apply. In 2020, Miss Olsen and her colleagues in Hartford voted into law the Police Accountability Act. Removing qualified immunity allows anyone to file lawsuits against our heroes serving in law enforcement, leaving our community more vulnerable and our fellow citizens less protected. I say enough is enough. It's time for a change. This November 8th, vote Pietro Rocchi Camardella for State Senate. My name is Pietro Rocchi Camardella, and I have approved this message. Paid for by Rocky for ct ninety.
18: You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So instead, we're going to have someone else say it. Because for some reason, when a random person talks about how great something is in a commercial, it's more
9: believable. I saved with a Progressive home and auto bundle.
18: And there you have it. I mean, I'm not sure why she's more believable than me, but either way, you get the point about the saving. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.
8: Should we get some calls in here? It's a quarter to 11 and 60 degrees. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. I'm on now.
19: I wasn't sure. I was talking before I was on hold, and I wasn't sure if I was on. Oh, you're on now. Okay. I just wanted to say, um, wow, that was one of the best guests that you had on your show, Miranda. And um, she's very enlightening. It makes a whole lot of sense, and the, that is one of the best guests that you had on. Well, she's one and of I the hope top. she's on mm-hmm. more stations, whether it's TV or radio. Well, they won't let her on and because uh, just to listen.
8: They don't really want to hear the truth. And um, this Hunter Biden story, everybody poo-pooed it, but. A lot of people knew it was true, but covered it up, and now it's absolutely true. And she's one of the top columnists. I'm glad we had her on. Well,
19: it couldn't come at a a better time for Miranda to um, say how she sees it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, It makes a a whole lot of sense. So thank you for that.
8: Okay, you're welcome. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu.
19: How are you?
8: Okay, thank you.
19: Um, I just have a couple of comments about the previous... Well, two previous callers.
20: Mm-hmm.
19: Um, from what I understand, this is, um, that there were federal proc- uh, federal agents investigating about certain things that he was doing, meeting Hunter Biden. And according to what I read, and it wasn't on the internet, and it wa- it was in the paper, and it was actually something that I had went the to, to someplace. I won't say, that I got the whole enchilada, as you say. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's the prosecutor who is supposed to be getting all this information. Now, these, quote, federal agents who are investigating, that's not their job. They were committing, they were breaking the law, actually. This is what I've read, and I've been told by people that deal with Washington. And I, what I don't get is, you know, Donald Trump's kids were just so angels while he was in the, was in the White House. And Donald Trump went to go meet with Putin, and he went with, and there may, if you asked me, okay, this is the president's son. This is not the president or the vice president. And, you know, all our, we have kids, and we hope they all grow up nice, and da-da-da, and that, granted he's done this and that in our lives. And a lot of people have had kids. They've been very kind of, in a sense, disappointed. And I realize he's president, but to me, they—they they need to. Even if this particular woman from um, that journalist um, doesn't mention that these investigators are actually breaking the law, and they will be prosecuted because it's it's up to it's up to the prosecutor to do this, not agent getting all this information. So I don't know if a lot of people understand okay, that. L- let me ask a question.
8: Let me ask work. you a question. Uh, so, the vice president of the United States, his son, is having dealings with China and Russia, who aren't exactly our buddies. Particularly Correct. at the time, China, who would like to squash us. Right. You don't think and that's pretty reprehensible?
19: You see in the stores from right. China, but tell me this then. And it was okay for our president, our former president, to go visit mr Putin and knowing that he wanted dealings as in uh financial dealings either with uh, hotels or whatever blah 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 um and when you when I read it read a couple of the different papers about that is first of all and of course now this general- the putin's there they're, they're well ukraine and awful, any wars, is awful in, in, in countries and stuff like that, but why some people see, they don't look back at the track that Mr. Trump had in the sense that um, 13 filings of bankruptcy. Oh, of course they do. I mean, it, ever he, since he was know, in
8: office and people have been finding all kinds of things and some of them are okay.
19: probably true and, and some all, of them are not. And a lot of them are true. And So, so I don't know how they
8: equates with the Biden thing, but Okay.
19: Well, exactly. That's what I what I'm trying to say is, these people are bringing up things about, and okay, it's Joe Biden's son. Now,
8: I'm gonna. I, I am short of time. If you want to call me back, because I got, you know, because of the interview, I don't have a lot of time here. But how are you feeling? Right, you right. feeling okay?
20: Um,
19: no, I have actually two more blood clots in my lungs, oh, so I have to go geez. in. Surgery on next Monday. I'm sorry to hear <laughs> uh, that.
8: Oh boy, I'm. Well,
19: so, but I will call you back because yeah, I I, was, uh, I I just went. I just came back from actually down south
8: mm-hmm.
20: in Maryland, and um, I was speaking with some people that deal with politicians and all that stuff. Okay, well, can't say. I'll, but anyways, we'll talk to you um, soon. I will. I will give you a call right, back.
8: Take care of yourself. Thanks. Thank Hello, you. welcome to the program.
19: Oh, hi, still. Hi. Oh, really good interview um i 'm just yeah. looking for the oh. truth
8: that 's all i 'm looking for you. No know, police were killed in the January sixth whatever no, you want to call it
19: inside one died from well, a
8: no one was killed that day no, no. period
19: no nope. and and nobody um, and people will say oh yeah report on that woman that was climbing through the window. Said it was a homicide, but of course they won't go after the police officer. That believe me, if it was the other game. way
8: around, it would have been a big story, believe me.
19: Oh, yes. Did anybody hear, you know, these big spending Democrats, right? You know, AMAC magazine has it all in a nutshell. They are the rule R-U-L-E or ruin um, class. It's like if they can't have what they want to put on us and have us obey them, then they're going to ruin America. And that Hunter Biden laptop, yeah, it's real. They're hiding it. They ought to hide it. It's filthy. They'd have with the filthy stuff that is on there. They'd have to put an X X X X X X
8: on. obviously, it's it's not the president. It's his son. No, it's the but the fact he, that uh, he was pretty well aware of. What was going on Yeah, because he with was riding there. Air
19: Force 2 When he was Vice President You can't believe how many trips Hunter Biden took overseas My Judicial Watch has it all Out I know every there were of trips. All, I, I understand. He really did go He really took money from Russia He really took money from China
8: Okay, well, what, even uh, Miranda says We've got to be absolutely sure about that Before we dig into it I am a little short okay. right now So I'll talk to you soon, okay?
19: All right. Take I just a break. wanted to bring up Lamont's $42 million he just doles out. Anybody mm-hmm. um, that's in a low-income house get a check from him? He gave it to EIC people, whatever that is.
8: Okay, buddy, thanks. Okay. Well, we're just getting warmed up today. I'll be chatting with someone on a very different topic at 105 today, and I wanted to have her on the program. Her name is Natalie Jacob rediscovering life after a brain tumor it's a remarkable story because of her attitude and because of how she was determined to get back most of her life after that Um, the book is called eight so we'll do a little bit on that after one but of course after the uh, 11 o'clock news we'll have a complete open topic but I have time to hear from you it's seven minutes before the hour Fox News commentary.
4: At last, this fast food giant is putting one of its infamous menu items on a farewell tour. I'm Tommy Lahren. Find out next.
21: Democrats predicted an end to high inflation, but nothing has changed. In fact, food and housing prices are still going higher. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings from inflation by diversifying into a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, simply text the word SHELTER to 989898, and you'll get a free info kit on gold IRAs that will explain everything. Again, that's SHELTER to 989898. There's no obligation or purchase required
4: things to divide Americans these days, but the gap between those who love and those who love to hate McDonald's infamous McRib may be one of the biggest, or at least when it comes to fast food. If you're a fan of the mashup of various mystery meats that is the McRib, the good news is McDonald's is putting it back on the menu, but the fast food chain has indicated the sandwich is on a farewell tour. I've never tried a McRib, and I doubt I ever will because something about drive-thru ribs just doesn't appeal to me, but social media had quite the reaction to the farewell news. Lovers of the barbecue-slathered 520 calorie meat surprise on a hoagie are quite Distraught, While those customers who aren't members of the McRib cult following are elated at the news. But let's keep in mind the sandwich went on a similar retirement back in 2005 and has since been intermittently brought back to life. So perhaps this fast food icon will pull a Tom Brady and come out of retirement again one day. Never say never, fast food lovers. I'm Tommy Lahren.
15: W-I-C-H-A-M and F-M join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for personality radio 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM.
22: The holidays are approaching quickly. This
19: is Allison Hennigan for Generations Family Health Center. Before the holiday rush begins, take the time to take care of yourself so you have a happy and healthy holiday
14: season this year. Get a physical and get caught up on all your screenings and vaccines so that you will be healthy and ready to enjoy the holidays. If you have not done so yet, there is still time to get a COVID-19 vaccine or booster and a flu shot. You don't want to be in bed sick for the holidays. Visit our site in Norwich for all your
19: medical needs. Find more information at genhealth.org or call our Norwich site
14: at 860-885-1308 today make a medical appointment that's 860-885-1308 new patients of all ages are welcome generations family health center willimantic putnam norwich danielson one call one mission accessible health care for all ages
23: when it comes to insurance we hold your hand throughout the process well sort of Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. Auto, home, life, recreational, and business. Chris and Beth bring years of experience and solid philosophy to help you choose the right coverage. Call Beth and Chris for a no-obligation quote and review of your coverage at 860-269-7779. Salem Turnpike next to Joanne Fabrics in Norwich. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. We want to hold your hand. Whenever you think of Donald Trump... You have to admit, the
8: lie about Russia collusion took up about three years of his administration. And the uh, media went along with it. So many people believed it. And still to this day, even though it's proven not to be true, I have discussions with folks, you know, we have decent discussions, and they still believe it's true. But it's that kind of thing that should never happen. Never happen. It's okay if you don't like the guy, but... Don't make up stuff and all the investigations of that. Who knows how much money was dealt investigating that? So what else is we... uh, We have time a little bit before 11 o'clock, then we'll have an open forum. You can certainly call and disagree with me on anything or any subject that you want to. The uh, New York City, speaking of New York, we were talking about New York, is set to expand its war on rats... That's a big problem in New York. Other places, too. I don't want to just pick on New York. But they are rat-infested. There are bills today responding to New Yorkers' growing frustration with the out-of-control rodent. (coughs) It's literally an infestation. A package of uh, four bills... Would set new past management standards for all major private construction projects, require the city to establish new rat mitigation zones, mandate annual health department reports on the rat scourge. God, that's awful gross, isn't it? The Council Sanitation Committee voted 9 to nothing on Wednesday to approve the so called rat action plan, move uh, it to a Thursday vote for the rest of the council. This is an integral to the city's recovery. Boy, that city needs some recovery. I'm rooting for New York. I mean, it used to be so nice to go to New York. Say, if we're going to recover as a city, we have to make sure that New York City is a place where people want to live, work, and visit. Also be safe. That means getting a handle on this situation. Get a rat patrol, huh? Well, fortunately, we don't have that problem in this area. How about a little weather before
24: the news? Hey, it's not raining. Can you believe it? Sunny today, breezy, highs in the mid-60s. Tonight, clear skies, cooler, 40 Tomorrow, sunny, cooler, highs in the upper 50s. Saturday, mostly sunny, highs in the upper 50s. Sunday, mostly sunny, scattered high clouds increase towards sunset, highs in the low 60s. And then Monday for Halloween, mostly cloudy with a chance for afternoon and evening showers. Womp, womp, womp. Highs will be in the low 60s. In the Early Warning Forecast Center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Thursday.
8: They say wump, wump, wump. Personality Radio, WYCHAM 1310, 94.5 FM, W233DB in Norwich. It is 11 o'clock. What's happening?
1: Here's the group. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Even with all of the forces arrayed against it, the U.S. economy came roaring back in the third quarter, growing at a 2.6% annual pace, according to the Commerce Department. And as if the economy didn't already face strong enough headwinds, now we're looking at a diesel fuel shortage coupled with the possibility of a railroad strike. A
9: second railroad union has rejected its deal with major U.S. freight railroads, reflecting workers' increased frustration with a lack of paid sick time in the industry. The vote by the Brotherhood of Railroad Signalmen adds to concerns about the possibility of a strike next month. That could cripple the economy. That's
1: correspondent Donna Warder, supplies of diesel, which fuels the trucks that deliver the goods, now at their lowest level since 2008. It's a place he's been before, Democrat Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey, under federal investigation,
2: again. Michael Solomon, a spokesperson for Menendez's office, says the senator does not know the scope of the investigation, but is aware of the probe. Semaphore reported earlier that prosecutors in the Southern District of New York have contacted people close to Menendez and have issued at least one subpoena in the case. Sources told Semaphore the investigation is similar in a broad sense to a 2017 federal corruption case against Menendez, which ended in a mistrial but involves different people. Bernie Bennett in Washington.
1: America's Strategic Petroleum Reserve, tapped repeatedly by President Biden, is now at an almost 40 year low. That is concerning because the reserve is supposed to be available to the military in time of war or for other dire national emergencies. Didn't take long to drain the SPR. President Trump had topped it off during his watch. And watching Wall Street, stocks are mixed this hour. Right now, the Dow 405 points higher, while the Nasdaq is down 99. The S&P 500 index up a fraction. More on these stories at townhall.com. Moscow-appointed authorities in southern Ukraine say that tens of
6: thousands of people have been evacuated in the face of a Ukrainian offensive. Kyrgyzstan governor Vladimir Saldo says over 70,000 residents of the city and nearby areas have moved to the left bank of the Dnieper River. Regional authorities have been urging residents to evacuate as Ukraine pushes its offensive to reclaim the city, which was captured by Russian forces during the early days of the conflict. The city's vice-governor has told agencies... Ukrainian attempts to advance on Kherson have been thwarted, insisting Russian troops will keep their hold on the city. I'm Charles de Ledesma. Suspected
1: communist rebels have killed two soldiers in an attack in a northern Philippine province where the troops are helping residents recover from a strong earthquake. The attack is by suspected members of the new People's Army group in the Philippines. News and analysis, townhall.com. A deal between two big automakers to make self-driving cars has been scrapped.
25: Ford is disbanding Argo AI, the autonomous vehicle company that it owns jointly with Volkswagen. The company says in its third quarter earnings materials that it's switching investment priorities from fully autonomous vehicles to advanced driver assist systems. Ford is taking a $2.7 billion accounting charge to reduce the value of its investment in Pittsburgh-based Argo, and it's writing off a cash investment of about $500 million. Many of Argo's 2,000 employees will be hired by Ford or VW. Keith Peters reporting. The average
1: long-term mortgage rates topped 7% for the first time in more than two decades this week. It's a result of the Federal Reserve's aggressive rate hikes designed to tame inflation, uh, the likes of which we have not seen in 40 years. More on these stories at
0: townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now, here's Stu Brier. Thanks for staying with us.
8: WICH, Stu, is with you on a very nice October day. Monday, of course, is Halloween. Of course, the scariest thing is the news, but uh, Halloween, you know, gives us a little diversion. Have a little fun there. I guess there's going to be a shortage of turkeys. So we'll just have to stuff tuna fish. I don't, uh, stuffing's my favorite thing anyway. I know it's not great for you. But Thanksgiving approaching turkey farmers from California to Pennsylvania watching in horror because there's a new strain of avian influenza wiping out their flocks killing birds practically overnight and forcing hundreds of thousands more to be euthanized to prevent further infection. So, in addition to there being a shortage, of course, they'll be more expensive. But uh, maybe the folks that you invite over for a turkey dinner can pitch in a little bit. The spread of the virus has already eliminated more than 6 million turkeys nationwide, about 14% of the nation's total turkey production. So be aware of that. Maybe you want to get a turkey now and freeze it, although it's kind of a long ways off before Thanksgiving. Well, not that much. A lot of uh, folks have been calling, politicians and others, who want to donate birds to charity. They say they can get you chickens. It's just not the same, is it? Because we have chicken so much. But turkey dinners, we... Sometimes have only once a year, and that's Thanksgiving. I don't know why it's only once a year, but I don't mind one turkey dinner maybe a couple of times a year besides Thanksgiving. I guess it makes it more special when it's on Thanksgiving, huh? 889-5252 at WICH. If
15: you would like to check in with us. WICH AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s you home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. And we welcome you to the program.
26: Hello. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Larry. How are you? I'm
8: pretty good. Still fighting the allergies, sure. but we're all right.
26: Um,
27: mm-hmm. Yesterday I was talking to you about a little uh, medical stuff at, uh, toward the end of your program. Mm-hmm. About um, Hartford HealthCare at Yale?
8: Yes, uh, yes, I remember. Yes, sir. Yeah. and uh, He threw
27: out a little smart-ass mock- remark to uh, Maria after she called after me, telling her, well, what do you want to go to, a doctor or something? You said, I can't recall what it was. And obviously, we got to go to the doctors that we have. There's not too many internal doctors around anymore anyways. So even if you don't like the one you have, it's kind of hard to find another one because they could actually be worse than the one you have.
8: Well, I I don't agree with you that all doctors are bad.
27: Well, they're not bad. I'm not saying that they're bad. It's the way they they operate under the under the the rules and regulations of now the big conglomerate, the big Hartford Healthcare, and the big Yale. Mm-hmm. Before they operated under their own little business. No, oh, I get Even you. Even now, my urology group, where I used to go for for years and years and years, it was one doctor. It was his office, and it was great, great. And now he's under Hartford Healthcare. Same thing with my internal health kit, where I go for internal, my regular physicals and stuff. They're under the care of Hartford Healthcare. They do everything completely different. Right, they ex- can't do this. They can't do that. This is they interesting. They can't do this. They can't do that. They all rules that come down from the big shot.
8: This this is, this is Doc- interesting. Give me some example how your urologist has changed. Now that they're with Hartford Healthcare, do they? What do they do differently? From my
27: urologist, for example, who I had Doctor Friedman for years, I hated to see him retired. I had him for forty years. I had Doctor Friedman, no, he was the greatest mine too. urologist doctor in mm-hmm. my in my opinion mm-hmm. a, anywhere. And to see him leave was just... I got to see my doctor anytime I wanted to. I could tell him I had uh, back pain or a kidney stone or whatever. I could be in his office in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's the way things used to be. But now I don't get to see the doctor at urology anymore. I get to see an APRN. There's no more doctors to be seen. So I want to see a doctor. That's what I'm paying my insurance for, to see a doctor. My insurance doesn't say that you have to see an APRN. For your doctor, say now I want to tell you something else about this. This um who people don't know about drugs or op- uh, uh, di- opi. Oh, by the way, do do you know if you get a, do you know the difference between a narcotic and a, a controlled substance? By the way, Mister Stu,
8: narcotic or a controlled substance? Yeah, they're different. One of them's more addictive. No,
27: no, control uh, narcotic. It, narcotic it, it, it is under the uh, under what would be like of um, of fentanyl, oxycodone, oxycotton, mm-hmm. and so forth. Now, a controlled substance would be more like a um, uh, a Xanax, which would control you, you from anxiety, a sleeping pill, Ambien, to help you sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Those would control that. So, say for example, you had one doctor gives you one thing, and another doctor gives you another thing and you've you got one and two of the other. Do you know at your pharmacy, and I'm not going to tell you which because they're all the same, that our wonderful legislatures here in Connecticut, uh, they put a red flag on you at the pharmacy. You get red flagged at the pharmacy on the drugs that they punch up on the pharmacy for you. So in other words, they have to call the regular pharmacist over to look at the red flag uh, on the drugs that they put in there for you to take out, that your doctors issue to you. So in other words, if you think that your, your your prescriptions are private to you in in the pharmacy and your doctors, I got big news for you. Everything that you get is known to to the idiots up in Hartford.
8: Well, maybe they want to make sure that uh, you know these people are not getting too much uh, of this, and it's Listen, everything's on the how level. How can
27: you get too much of something at a pharmacy when a doctor orders it? And you can't go doctor shopping no more. That stuff is out. They fixed that.
8: Oh,
12: now, I didn't know about the red flag. The,
27: $13 million in opioid sentiment in the front page of the paper today is mm-hmm. an inaccurate uh, statement. According to the data, uh, listen to this. According to the data from the chief medical examiner, there are 1,500 confirmed deaths in Connecticut. They never said, this makes it look like this is deaths from people like me who have chronic pain seven days a week, I go to a pain management clinic, and they give me a prescription for a pain medicine so I can live a normal life seven days a week. They don't tell you that this is not from that. What they do, why don't they come out and tell you the truth that all these deaths, or 90% of them, are from the fentanyl, the fentanyl that is crossing the southern border, killing our young children from 14 years old to 45 because they take one pill. These kids are not even addicted. They're not addicted to drugs. They take one pill thinking, thinking it's an oxycodone or oxycontin pill and it's laced with fentanyl and they die immediately. Now. If I was to take an oxycodone pill, that's manufactured through one of these companies that you see right here on the front page that got, that settled for, thir- why they ever gave them $13 million, I will never know, because in my opinion, they did absolutely nothing wrong. Here's another misstatement in the front page about this. Those overdose deaths, 90 piece, 93% involved an opioid, and 85% involved fentanyl. There's another misstatement. Don't they know that fentanyl is a, is a synthetic opioid? Are they, that, they, they, are they that dumb?
8: Well, there's no, is, is no doubt right that fentanyl, fentanyl is... Against? There's no Not doubt that, that fentanyl, fentanyl is a, Hello. synthetic opioid? Larry, there's no doubt that fentanyl is more dangerous. One pill can fentanyl chew you is,
27: Listen, you know what fentanyl is? Fentanyl from the street. I'm talking synthetic fentanyl. Synthetic fentanyl made by the drug cartels in... Hartford, in, in, in um, down on the south in Mexico and bring it into the United States is listen to this. It's fifty times stronger than uh, heroin and a hundred times stronger than morphine. Oh, yeah. Morphine oh. is what they give you in the back of hospital in the emergency room if you get kidney stones or you have uh, other types of severe pain. They will give you this. There's no doubt about that. Fentanyl can wipe out a city. To, to There's no doubt about that. So just think about of fentanyl what that's going to do to you when you swallow a fentanyl pill that was made off the street that's a hundred times stronger than morphine. you know you're going to die instantly right?
8: As many people are every year because of fentanyl. Well
27: what do they lie to the people for in here? What I'm trying to get at is these drugs, these synthetic drugs whether it be fentanyl or other kinds of, of synthetic drugs why aren't they doing anything about that? All of our administrations why are they going after the doctors who give a prescription to their to their patient uh, uh, um, uh, for a painkiller? Because they have a certain kind of medical condition, a chronic condition, and this helps them with their pain seven days a week. And they're in their 70s and 80s old. Mm. These aren't people that are in their 30s and are looking you know, out to get high. If you think that I want Larry, a, a pill Larry, hello. to
8: take... Larry, Larry, you, you understand that some people really get hooked on the stuff. And it's very dangerous if for them. If so you're, you're on a prescription drug, you have drug, to have some control here.
27: Hmm? If you're on a prescription drug by your doctor, and you take it the way you're supposed to take it, and they only give you so many for a certain time, mm-hmm. you're not. You, 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 that's not going to happen.
8: No, I understand. I got to run, but I
27: don't. I, I don't want you to go along with the lies that these deaths are done by prescription drugs. This is not the truth. They don't tell you the truth. People are not dying from prescription ducts, drugs from their doctors.
8: Okay, I gotta they're go.
27: Dying from, they're dying from the fentanyl that's
8: crossing the southern border. Absolutely, I mean that's uh, it's in the news every day. But thank well, you. Well,
27: they tell you the people the truth in the paper then.
8: All right, they didn't bring up fentanyl on this one. Thank you. No,
27: they people think otherwise, so they can put this stuff on the doctors. Like I told you about the doctors yesterday. This comes from the top of the the, the the heads of the departments again, from Hartford Healthcare Care and Yale. And it's it's lies, and they should tell the people the truth of where the deaths are coming from the opioids that are being made on the streets. Not
8: right, well, from the pharmaceutical companies. All right, got to run. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the program.
19: Oh, hi, still.
8: Hello, Susan.
19: Oh, Hey, you know, I'm going to tell you one little ghost um, tidbit out of one of my ghosts on the East Coast. Okay,
8: save some good ones for Monday, but go, give me one little one.
19: Oh, uh, well, I can call later this afternoon, too, though, right?
8: Well, I've got a guest, and then oh, you do. after the guest, we can take some calls as well.
19: All right, all right. Well, here's one. You know, Abe Lincoln, he does walk the halls of the White House, and a lot of presidents, and like uh, Maureen Reagan, the president's daughter, a lot of people have seen his ghost, right?
8: So they say, yes.
19: um, You know, he was having nightmares, and he actually saw himself in a casket, and so he kind of knew he was going to die. But remember I said things that happen astrologically mean things? I did not know this, but the book said before he was assassinated, he saw a comet in the night sky, and he knew he was going to die. But there was a comet, so there was an astrological happening up there in the sky. So he thought
8: the comet was going to hit him, or what? I don't understand.
19: No, all through the ages, um, things like that, like the lineup of different, you know, whatever is like this lunar moon, uh, whatever, eclipses and everything, they make big changes in the world. And the other thing, the reason why... Back in the day, when I went to school and others, like in the town of Preston, we had excellent teachers and, um, whatchamacallit, principals, on B3, in the obituary, um, I remember him, Joseph A. Gorillo,
8: 91. We saw if, that today, yeah. Mm-hmm.
13: If
19: you read his background, he worked for Preston for 20 years, right? and then retired, but he worked for Jonas Salk well, and helped develop the, the polio vaccine The, vaccine. the polio yes, vaccine. he vaccine. in the medical division in 52, probably Korea mm-hmm. era, but anyone reads the background of this type of person, these are the ones that taught us to think and have common sense.
8: Okay, Sue, I gotta go, but thank you. Okay. Common sense, very important. Oh, you can be so smart academically, you've got to have some common sense in the area, and then you have the complete package. 8895252, I promise you you would be next.
0: Jeep adventure days are going on now for the entire month of October here at Valby's Motors. Come down and check out everything Jeep has to offer. With best-in-class 4x4 and towing capabilities, spacious, comfortable interiors and smooth, reliable rides, your adventure starts here. We've all been hearing about the madness with the shortage of cars. Dealers are marking up the price of new vehicles because of well, we don't know why either. That's why here at Valby's Motors, we promise to never overcharge on any of our new vehicles. You Heard that right. Falvey's promises that Connecticut residents won't pay over sticker price. Come by and let us help kick off your adventure in a newer, certified pre-owned Jeep. We're located on Route 32 right down the street from Mohegan Sun, or you can always visit us online at falvey's.com, where you can choose your vehicle or begin customizing in order to fit your needs. If you don't see something you like, ask us about how you can get even more savings by placing a custom factory order with us.
13: Falvey's, you're gonna love it.
1: Dear Norwich citizens, Hi, this is Mike Gall Terry. I've lived in Norwich going on 65 years. Born, raised, educated, and employed here. The extreme policies coming out of Hartford has contributed to the highest inflation rate in 40 years and an alarming increase in violent crime. Join me in voting for a better future. Vote Pietro Rocky Camardella for the State Senate 19th District. My name is Pietro Rocky
17: Camardella and I have approved this message. Pay for by Rocky for CT 19. Celebrating 35 years, the Norwich Arts Center is a vital part of downtown Norwich. Events include First Friday in the Art Gallery and live music in the intimate Donald L. Oat Theater. Don't miss the monthly blues on Broadway, where the performers will take your breath away. On Sunday, October 30th at 2 p.m., NAC presents the Coast Guard Band Chamber Ensemble for a free concert. This is the first time they'll be appearing in Norwich. For tickets and more information, visit norwicharts.org. NAC is supported by an ARPA grant from the Cultural Coalition.
28: As our state senator, Heather Summers is delivering results for Eastern Connecticut and challenging the status quo in Hartford. Fighting for our families, Heather Summers worked across party lines to pass a $600 million tax cut, stood with police to keep our communities safe, and defended parents' rights in our schools. Fighting for lower taxes... Summers successfully eliminated retirement taxes for seniors, expanded the child tax credit, repealed the tax on medical centers, and paused Connecticut's gas tax. ...fighting for affordable, high-quality health care. Heather Summers passed a landmark plan to combat the opioid epidemic, helped ensure first responders with PTSD get the care they need, and passed solutions to expand access to care for women. Heather Summers is fighting for our families, for lower taxes, and to deliver results for us.
25: I'm Heather Summers, candidate for state senate, and I approve this message.
28: Paid for by Heather Summers for state senate, Constantine Adipos, treasurer.
8: Stu Breyer, I approve this weather. Sunny, breezy, high 67. Tonight, clear skies, cooler 40. Friday, sunny, cooler and 59. Saturday, mostly sunny, high 59. And Sunday, sunny, scattered high clouds increasing towards sunset, high 61. Right now, it's 61. Bingo. Under the B. Bingo. So, uh... Stop! still have plenty of time. If you want to yell at me or talk about any topic, we've got a lot of things to get to. We had Miranda Devine from the uh, columnist for the New York Post on our program for about 35 minutes. She certainly uh, knows uh, what's going on in the thick of things in New York City and in the country. She writes columns and has been doing it for many, many years. So, well, uh, you uh, you probably know that the monster... I have other awards for him, but uh, we'll call him a monster at the moment. Was found guilty during the trial in a Waukesha County Circuit Court. He's the guy that uh, drove into the Christmas parade. Man was con- convicted Wednesday of killing six people, injuring dozens of others when he drove his SUV through a Christmas parade, wrapping up a trial in which. He defended himself with bizarre legal theories and erratic outbursts. That's a time I would go for capital punishment, but it's not going to happen. took the jury a little over three hours to find Darrell Brooks guilty of all 76 charges, including six counts of first-degree intentional homicide. He faces a mandatory life sentence on each homicide count. And the people who had let him out of jail should also get some jail time as well because he should not have been out of prison. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Stu. Hi. Yes. What did, um...
19: Um, what did Larry say? He, he mentioned my name.
8: I don't know. I think he thought I was uh, yesterday snarky with you. I don't remember that if I was, but... whatever. Well,
19: I remember what I said, but, um... You know, uh, just... And I can't remember what he's mad at, but... Um, Something
8: to do I with... I do uh, say that... Vitam- uh, not doc- vitamins, but uh, d- prescription drugs. I don't know. Go ahead.
19: Okay, I just wanted to say that doctors, their remedy a lot of times is prescribing um, medicine and whatnot. And uh, the reason why there is an oversight on that, um, when a doctor's uh, probably prescribing so much medicine all the time for uh, the same thing, um, that leads to uh, being addiction, addictive, and um, they need to have some control over the pres- uh,
8: prescription. Yeah, you know, they have to stay and on top of things, the doctors, and I know they're very busy, and also the pharmacists, and make sure that people aren't getting addicted to some of these things.
19: Yeah, so... Um, so I don't know what he meant, but that's what, where I'm coming from. Thank you.
8: You're welcome. Hello, welcome to the program. Oh. Just, oh. Hello. Hello there. Yeah. Um,
19: I, I wanted to say, um, uh, I have arthritis and, and things in my neck and my back. So, um, I had to go to the emergency room and they gave me a type of medicine because, I can't take oxycodone, or do I? Mm -hmm. I don't want to take any of that. Okay. So they gave me another pill. So I went to the orthopedic about three or four days later, and he told me, "Now, Sylvia, I don't want you taking this drug. It has very bad side effects, Mm -hmm. and one of them was you uh, would get suicidal." And then the other one was horrible dreams. And, um, he said to me, do you know why I'm telling you this? I was hunting in the woods with my friends mm-hmm. and one of them had a broken hip, but had healed and was on this medicine. And he said he handed the gun, you know, to our other friend and said, look, I, I can't, I can't hunt. I might hurt myself.
11: So out of the
19: words of that orthopedic, he said, I know for a fact this can happen. Well, they and have. I just uh, don't want you uh, on it.
8: There's always dozens of different uh, possibilities of side effects. They're rare.
19: Yeah. I mean, even those I, that
8: are uh, getting help for psychiatric problems.
19: Oh, absolutely. And these but pills I, are supposed to very, make you feel
8: better. They could still, some people would be more prone to suicide. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah.
19: But then, of course, I had to go to the primary care, too. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. And he was so mad at my orthopedic.
8: He, was mad he at said, you? he has
19: no right to tell you this.
8: Mm-hmm.
19: Well, I said I'd known him for 20 years or more, but my primary care was very mad. Uh, and he that said, was well, a- I want you to take this because you've got pain. Well, when I came home, I said to my husband, I'm not going to take it. And um, what I'm doing now is I'm getting this this type of rub at the dr- pharmacy, you know, and I put a heating pad in, and I'm getting better.
8: Okay, well, but, that's good. Anytime you don't have to use any uh, drugs or some mm, other ways, I it's mean, always better. It but, really frightened me, Stu. Well, you could, you know, I'm sure you could get information about any painkiller, and there's going to be some possibilities that are rare. So there, maybe your primary doctor felt that this was one of the safer ones. I don't know.
19: Yeah, me. I don't really know either. But I like my orthopedic. He's taking care of my kids and Mm -hmm. the family. And um, what was it? What I can't take uh, anti-inflammatory. Really. Because I yeah, I have chronic kidney disease.
8: Okay, so So yeah,
19: there are some foods.
8: uh, I think there are some foods that you can eat that. Some kind of chicken soup that helps with that problem, but you want to ask your doctor about it as well. If yeah. they know,
19: well, okay, but I mean, I, um, I, I just don't think uh, if you can get away from taking pain pills, I would do it well, naturally. Yeah, because I have somebody in my family that takes them for uh, mm-hmm. pain. You know,
8: well, sometimes but it's unbearable, and if you want to have a life, you have to take them.
19: Oh, it's awful, Stu. God bless those people. I mean, I'm up in age now, and and I want to listen to the doctors that I've known, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and he just suggested, you know, my friend, you know, handed the gun to our other friend, gun, you know, when, when we were hunting.
8: Well, I hope that and, the guy got some help.
19: Oh, well, he did. I mean, but the thing of it is, my orthopedic was a witness to the fact that his friend was taking those pills. And uh, so they had to do something different. But I guess because he cares about, us, you know, uh, his patients that he spoke up and said,
20: I don't want you taking this stuff.
8: I've got to be be honest with you. When I get a prescription, they give mm -hmm. you a lot of material with it. Yeah. And I say, Stu, I'm not going to read it because I won't take anything. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because if you read all of that stuff, it's scary as heck. Sure is. And sure I realize if sure somebody takes the medicine and it's one in ten thousand, twenty thousand, they have to put it as a possible side effect.
26: hmm
19: Well, you know as well as I do, every pill you see on the new, on the TV, it's got tons of side effects.
13: Oh yeah. They always... So you
19: know, I just uh, you know I've been taking it easy. It's getting better, and uh, but I I think people should be aware. Of what they're taking, and you do not know what is mixing. If you got this for high cholesterol or that well, or whatever, you to,
8: that you have to ask your doctor or your pharmacist.
19: Oh, absolutely! But yeah. I think a lot of people don't do that. Well, they should. A lot yeah, of people do. Don't
8: very, do it. very important. The doctor should definitely, when he gives the prescription, he knows what medications you're taking. He or she should know that. and well, uh, but you got to double check sometime. Well, yeah, I,
19: you know, my husband went over with this type of medicine with the pharmacist, and he said this could happen. So, but the doctor said, well, take it, and if you feel like you're going to hurt yourself, stop taking it. And I thought, what a wacko this doctor is. Well, you know, if you're
8: starting to get bad effects, you immediately would call your doctor.
19: Yeah, but, you know, it's just, and things have changed with medical doctors. Uh, The prescribing doctors... Uh, let's face it, people have to read the blood work and x-rays. Um, uh, it's just not the same as it was. Well, you and can get a right copy. Now, right now, I'm looking for a good primary care, but like Larry said, they're hard to find. They are hard well, to no, find. know it's
8: very hard to get appointments now. I mean, oh. my doctor canceled an appointment that I was supposed to go to, I don't know, was it July? And then they put me in almost the end of December. Wow, and that was, I thought that was pretty disgusting, so...
19: Yeah, well, you just, I mean, you take pretty good care of yourself,
8: Stu. I try. You're
19: aware, you're aware. I imagine you're still walking and everything, you know. But all we can do is just...
8: Do the best take we care can. Of us.
19: Yeah. You think chicken soup is going to help me, Stu?
8: I, I have heard that with the inflammatory things. However, oh. please check with a physician about it. I mean, I've read things about it. I have had this allergy stuff, and I've been, eat, you know, I love soup anyway. I've been eating a lot of chicken soup. Yeah, anyway, you it feels sound good. A
19: little stuffy. I've been hearing you the past week or so. Yeah,
8: it's been. I'll well, feel better. All right, thank you. Thank you, Stu. Bye, bye, mm-hmm. dear. Chicken soup. They always say chicken soup. Gotta have a little chicken soup. Drink plenty of liquids and call me in the morning. Eight eight nine five two five two. Give me a call and you would be next.
29: For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877 mad or visit MAD.org. feel bad for the
8: workers in New York who uh, lost their jobs because they didn't get the vaccine, even when things calmed down. And a group of uh, sanitation workers who were fired for refusing to comply with New York's coronavirus vaccine mandate for government employees should be given back their jobs, as well as retroactive pay, according to a New York state judge that ruled that. There are other people, of course, in that situation that are not going to get the same benefit. The city's requirement for government workers to be vaccinated was arbitrary and capricious. State Supreme Court Justice Ralph Porzio, whose jurisdiction includes the conservative stronghold of Staten Island, wrote an order filed Tuesday. The city has appealed... The decision, New York Supreme Court, is a trial-level court, and its decisions are subject to review by higher appellate courts. I mean, now that we realize that, and I still, um, I take the vaccine, but it's not as effective as we thought it would be, and there are people who uh, take the vaccine and still get coronavirus, or whatever it's called now. So, city employees were required to show proof of at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine before... November 2021 and then they uh, were thrown off their jobs and what a mess well some of them are going to get some restitution one of the uh, stories today wow time's moving quickly today Uh, 25 minutes before noon at WICH I do have time for a call or two so here's your chance to give us your input I have a guest for a little while the name of the book is 8 and it's a courageous story about a woman who had a brain tumor and what she had to go through to get back to almost a normal life. It's an amazing story, so I wanted to, uh, maybe it'll help others because she's a courageous inspirational woman, so we'll have her on a little bit after one o'clock.
14: This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Can you safely treat a burn by yourself at home? I'll be right back with some things to know about burns.
29: The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951.
14: They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Superficial and some partial thickness burns are the only types of burns that are appropriate for self-treatment. If you get a minor burn, immerse the area in cool tap water for 10 to 30 minutes. Clean the area with soap and water. If the skin is unbroken, apply a topical anesthetic. If the skin is broken, apply a topical antibiotic. Apply non-inherent dressing and change as needed. All other burns should be evaluated and treated by a doctor, especially chemical or electrical burns. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health.
8: It's 23 till noon. Welcome to the program.
10: Hi, how are you?
8: Pretty good. What's cooking?
10: Well, you know, I had to go to the doctor's town in New London, mm-hmm. so I decided to take a ride down Pequot Avenue. So right now I'm looking at the water and the boats. It's what, it's beautiful.
13: Yeah, it's a
8: beautiful good day. day. Beautiful day. Yeah.
10: Um, I want to talk about the election for governor. Um, sure. I know, I know a lot of people. You know, they they think Lamont did such a good job and yada yada, the whole nine yards. And he talks about what, the, what, uh, that hey, the Excuse me. Excuse me. Is there, However, constru- is there construction
8: going on where you are? What? Sounds like construction is going on where you are. No, it was a Jeep. Okay, it's only a Jeep. Yeah, okay.
10: no, I'm not, I'm not in the construction. I was in the construction zone when I went to the doctor, but um, mm-hmm. they're building, I guess, a- condos or apartments. I don't know. Okay,
8: go ahead, whatever. Well
10: so anyway, so the governor, he talks about all of the jobs that he, he's bringing to Connecticut. However, his wife is bringing jobs to Nashville, Tennessee, you know and then and I I haven't confirmed this then there's a report that his wife got got benefits from the state of Connecticut for the businesses that she she promoted in Connecticut so you know um I also read and he filed this tax of late um, you know of course you can get an extension and his taxes are separate from his wife he made fifty four million last year on you know certainly not as governor he doesn't take pace with being a governor but um you know it's i don't know where where the money came from whether it's something that you know he and his wife jointly own i don't really know
8: no, you're speculating I know you don't know.
10: Mm-hmm. it was 54 million which is a lot of money
8: <laughs> as you know the uh, the administration mailed out 248 thousand dollar checks uh, to low-income households this past weekend, second time in the past two months. A tax cut $248,000 checks? 248000 checks. Excuse me? How much? That was your story in the uh, day today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Governor Lamont's yeah. uh, mailed out nearly 248000 checks to low-income households this past weekend. The amount, the
10: amount, the total weekend. amount, right. Mm-hmm. For the low-income, yeah. Yeah. I know, and, and before it was checks... For anybody that had kids, you know, under the age of whatever, you know, because my my son got those, and he's certainly not low income.
8: Oh, he did? Okay. Um,
10: You know, but he has, my grandchildren are five and seven. They were four and six at that point, so he would be able to...
8: Put that in their piggy bank. Good.
10: You know, um, in the past, for the the money coming if i if it wasn't necessary for me i wouldn't want to keep it but now i figure they're mailing it they're, they're giving it away i might as well take advantage okay that all you know started for me under obama with the cash for clunkers i had a clunker and i took that cash for clunkers to reduce the you know the price of my car that i bought
8: i think they should um, put it to the jeep in back of you yeah
10: yeah. Oh, there's lots. So yeah, that was that was just a, a regular truck. Now there's another jeep. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess it's not as quiet as I thought it was down down at well, I'm out sorry. Here, you, I'm sorry you missed, missed Miranda. Down further, I'm sorry you missed it Miranda. It's a beautiful day, so everyone should get out and you enjoy too. it.
8: Thank you. If you missed Miranda Devine earlier in the program today, the columnist from the New York Post, you can hear it on our podcast, which will be posted this afternoon. You're on the air. Welcome.
20: Morning, Stu. Morning, Joey. <clears throat> hey, that was I like Moran. I thought she was an excellent guest. Uh, a lot of interesting uh, everyday callers. And they have their opinions. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, dispute their opinions. Good. I mean, uh, you can, yeah, but that's all right.
13: Mm-hmm.
20: I got a. I got a good friend who's an ER doctor, and he's been one for many, many years, and. He, there's a lot of things he don't agree with, the higher echelons in in hospital healthcare and all that. But, you know, I'm not a doctor, but, you know, he, he knows the ropes because he's been doing it. But, you know, and I'm taking some medications, and I don't know. I don't know. If, they're not really medications to me. With like a baby aspirin, I take a – well, he talked about vitamins yesterday. I take a multivitamin every day. So I, I, I guess I'm getting the vitamins I need, and I take a vitamin D once a week. Watch and uh, yeah, all right. they're just regular every day, you know, just to keep me going, keep me strong, I guess. But like I said, my doc, she's going to be right off. She's going to have a baby around Veterans Day. And uh, I got a thing from the VA day, today to call and make an appointment. I don't know whether it's a phone call or talk to somebody else and all, but I'll do that tomorrow. But, hey, I enjoy all kinds of soups, and chicken noodle soup is awesome. <laughs> And I just, I'm just i going to listen to the rest of the day, but I hope you have a great weekend. It's going to be good weather-wise, too.
8: Thank you. Thank you very All much. All right, buddy. Take care of yourself. Right. All right. Joey sounds uh, in a good mood today. That's nice. Wonderful weather, 61 degrees and uh, sunshine. Kind of weather that's a real bonus for October. Although he can get some pretty nice days in October. Producing wire, rope,
18: and welding, hydraulics, and hospitality. These things may not have a lot in common to you and me. But Congressman Joe Courtney knows they're just some of the industries and the jobs fueled by a strong shipbuilding economy. So, as chair of the House Armed Services Subcommittee on Sea Power, Joe Courtney worked with both Democrats and Republicans to double the Navy's budget for submarines, just one of the reasons Joe Courtney is ranked Connecticut's most bipartisan member of Congress. And for us, Courtney's leadership on submarine production is producing jobs and economic opportunity in Groton and New London, but also from Plainfield to Enfield, from Basra to Tolland, from Ledger to Waterford, and on and on. Economic development from shipbuilding and a stronger future all across eastern Connecticut? Yep, now those things go hand in hand. Just like job creation and Joe Courtney. I'm Joe Courtney, and I approve this message. Paid for by Joe Courtney for Congress.
8: Okay, the bulletin front page is an interesting story about a mental health crisis among the nation's youth. Connecticut doctors will have more opportunities to connect kids and young adults to mental health professionals... With new funding available through the bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Good news, that's good news. Representative uh, uh, Senator Chris Murphy, who led the push for the bill, joined by Richard Blumenthal and some other folks, the Federal Health Resources and Services Administration Director, at a roundtable in New Britain on Monday, the event. ...included Connecticut providers and officials... ...from the New Britain Wheeler Family Health and Wellness Center. And a lot of young people, like older people... ...are having uh, psychological problems these days. Of course, the, the COVID situation was really tough on young people. They certainly didn't have to... Uh, ...they didn't have other young people to communicate with much. They weren't in school... They missed out a lot academically and also person to person. It's really uh, hurt them. You're on the air. Welcome.
21: Oh, right, hi, Stu. Hi. Hey, um, I'm on my cable TV. I'm watching a show a lot. Not right now, but I watch it a lot. It's really good. It's just called Emergency. It's the 19, late 1960s and early 70s mm-hmm. when they first came out with paramedics and how they started it.
8: Well, paramedics have been around for a while, but it's uh, an interesting show. I hadn't seen it in years.
21: Yeah, they used to uh, before. uh, I guess they used to just uh, have ambulances that would pick the people up, but they didn't really do anything in the ambulance to maintain life.
8: Didn't know that. Yeah,
21: yeah. yeah, It was just plain old transportation in a big Cadillac uh, station wagon type thing.
8: Well, that didn't make any sense.
21: No so this that's why I like the show it's they, it was an experimental type thing where they made the firemen the um the firemen combination paramedics one part of the crew of the uh substation and um and it's really they're they're learning on the job and they're saving a lot of people and it it was in the early uh, 1970s it really kicked in and then that's when they got all the defibrillators and as the technology built up and it would be really interesting, Stu, if you could have a guest that was a first responder that gets to, like, emergency scenes, and uh, how they handle it, how, how do they get through the the first couple of calls and stuff to be able to not be nervous. A lot of people would be really nervous well, if there's they did that.
8: There's special people who do that, and, of course, they're seeing the victim as quick as anyone, and they, they really have to know what to do, and they do, and they've probably saved a lot of lives.
21: Yeah, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like if you possibly could get a guest that did that or does that. It'd, it'd be great, and it's a great TV show to learn about it.
8: Okay, that's a good idea. Thanks. I'll try to do that. All right. Have a good day. You too. Hi. Welcome to the program.
21: Uh, yes, I'm calling to utilize Swap Shop, Shop. If I could, please. Go right ahead. <clears> okay. I have today. I want to sell
27: four items. I'll hurry. It's a, a lawn sweeper that has a drawbar you tow behind the tractor and you can also push it. I have a string trimmer where you can use it as a string trimmer or brush cutter. I also have a, a lawn and garden tractor you tow behind the tractor. And last but not least, I have a lawn roller when you fill it up with water or sand. It weighs 390 pounds. My telephone number in which is 860. 860- 949-8119 and I appreciate
8: you taking my call. 949 yes sir. See if we can help him out. This is an area, if you want, among other things, you can call in with a swap and sell item. This is when we used to have the complete 15 minutes for swap and sell, but by popular demand, I love that one, by popular demand, we take some calls during this segment of the program 1145 to noon. If you want to buy, sell, or trade something, actually, it's good weather for a yard sale or a tag sale. Right? All right, let's check the weather because it's nice. We want to
24: give you as much of it as we can. Hey, it's not raining. Can you believe it? Sunny today, breezy, highs in the mid-60s. Tonight, clear skies, cooler, 40. Tomorrow, sunny, cooler, highs in the upper 50s. Saturday, mostly sunny, highs in the upper 50s. Sunday, mostly sunny, scattered high clouds increase towards sunset, highs in the low 60s. And then Monday for Halloween, mostly cloudy with a chance for afternoon and evening showers. Womp, womp, womp. Highs will be in the low 60s. In the Early Warning Forecast Center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney, wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Thursday. Is a wump a
8: word? Wump, wump, wump. 62 degrees right now at WICH AM and FM. So we can play a tune, or if you'd like to call in and talk about what Miranda Devine had to say. Writer for the New York Post. I guess everybody agreed with her. There was a couple of calls that didn't. But that's okay. If you didn't agree with what she said, tell me what you didn't agree with or things that you may have agreed with. So I thought I would book this uh, young lady by the name of Natalie Jacob. Her book is called Rediscovering Life After a Brain Tumor. You say, really? Yeah. But there's so much to it, what she went through to bring herself back. And I thought it might make an interesting guest for a few minutes after the, uh, the news at 1 o'clock. She takes readers on a touching, often unexpectedly humorous and inspiring journey down the hospital halls and into her new life in the world of AIDS. After hearing the shocking words that often make time stand still, you have a brain tumor. What developed after that? and uh, the help that her husband gave her and just some remarkable things in here that uh, you, when you read the book you'll find it very interesting but we'll give you some highlights after one o'clock and then of course we'll have a an open topic as well for the rest of the hour and a little comedy so we're working on a lot of things so let's get you closer to the news while we have a, an open break here the number is 889 but we can play a little song by Engelbert Humperdinck. Boy, I didn't realize he had so many hits. I was just looking at the whole list here. My goodness.
30: before. Now the love that kept this old heart beating has been shattered by the closing of the door.
8: Stu Breyer with your W I C H. We have a little time, so it's such a beautiful day. I want to bring you an extra smile. Here's a comedian by the name of Jeff Allen, and it's a little bit about grandkids. I know many of you out there have grandchildren. He says that grandchildren are your reward. Check this out, it's kind of cute.
31: I wanted to get in shape. I wanted to get in this guy. I have grandchildren now. They're running me ragged. By the way, if you're a young parent, everything I was told about grandchildren is true. It is. They are your reward for letting your teenagers live. It's, it's a, <laughs> fight the urge, let those ingrates live, and they'll bring you a bundle of joy. They will. Give them time. But you've never been sicker in your life till you spent time around little children. You know that. They go to preschool. Why the CDC hasn't shut down every preschool in America? <laughs> I'm not kidding, ca- mean, they, they're little germ magnets, agar jars, they're peachy. They If you went to an American preschool, shut off all the lights, turn on a black light, it would look like the surface of the sun in that place. And they're five years old, they don't know any better, they give stuff to each other. Give this one to your papa. And she'll wait till I'm sleeping on the couch and she just stares at me while I'm laying there. And you know, because of gravity, everything in her little mouth is splashing on my face. It's like sleeping under a toxic rain pipe vanilla wafers and kool-aid <sighs> get this paste falling on your face and as soon as I open an eyeball she goes oh is that Ebola I haven't had that one yet and the worst is when they take a drink out of your water they hand you the glass you got a six course meal floating on the top of it. Anyway, you know i will get a new water Water shouldn't have 40 grams of fiber in it. That's all I know. (laughs) And they live nearby, which is really, really cool. We see them a lot. And uh, my son brought her over one day. He thought it'd be funny to teach my five-year-old granddaughter to give me a wet willy. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny now. uh... So I got her on my my lap, and I'm bouncing around, and she's licking her finger, going, Hey, (laughs) Papa. Know, and it's kind of amusing, you know. Thirty seconds into it, she goes, Papa, I got pink eye. What? <laughs> Man. Squirting Perel in my eye. Oh, my God. I want to die.
22: I want to <laughs>
31: <laughs> So it was cool. She just turned five. We had the birthday at our house, and it was really kind of cool. And uh, my son dropped her off, and they had to go get her a gift, a bicycle or whatever it was. They didn't want it there so they drop her off uh, about an hour before the party starts and she sees all the balloons and everything she knows it's her birthday she's five so she runs down i'm on the couch i'm reading a book she's running down the hall i'm the birthday girl and she disappeared i didn't see her and then i heard her plow into a wall (laughs) (laughs) and i only tell you this because people after the show will ask me what sort of stuff makes you laugh (laughs) that would be one of them right there i'm sorry I'm reading the book. She disappears. I hear... Ah. You know, that's funny. I'm sorry. That's funny. I tried to comfort her, but I couldn't stop laughing at her. I go, Evelyn, you were moving. I was moving, Papa. And when they cry at that age, they get that yo-yo. That gets about here. They, I don't know how they know. It's just like... Eh. You know, and you get transfixed on the yo-yo, and then the bubble shoots up. Whoa. Did that come out your little head? You got to get the parent book out, bubble out the head. That could be dangerous. <laughs> and I don't know what to do with it. She's crying. She's running her nose. My, and, and Tammy comes walking by. What happened? And she says, I'll be moving, baby. And uh, I said, she plowed in the wall. She, she's okay. I said, and she goes, what's the problem? I said, the stuff, the junk coming out of her nose. She Tammy goes, oh, you're such a wimp. And Tammy grabs it. <laughs> she just grabs it like that. This, this toxic waste just... Now she's walking down the hall berating me. You're such a wimp, I'm sick and tired of it. And it was still connected to her nose. It was like,
22: oh. Oh.
31: And she says to me, Tammy says, I bought you handkerchiefs. Who uses handkerchiefs? I don't see the attraction of blowing your nose and then stuffing it right back in your pocket. If you want to hang on to this stuff, leave it in its natural environment. And my father had handkerchiefs, and this is probably what... In our family, as a young boy, if I was crying and my nose was running and my father was walking over with a ball of handkerchief... Oh, I'd that snot up as fast as I could, man. I'm all right, Dad. Yeah, look, nothing coming out. No, i
8: That is Jeff Allen, funny man. It's uh, all about grandchildren. And, uh, yeah, we had handkerchiefs. See them anymore. I always have a handkerchief when I went to school. And, uh... You're right, you blow your nose in it, and you put it back in your pocket. And one day, I was in the schoolyard, and I was very young, and I dropped my handkerchief. And the teacher came and picked it up, and she said, Anybody lose this? And she was going, "Ew!" So I didn't have said anything. I'm sure she didn't keep the handkerchief. Where are the hankies now? They used to be nice presents, beautiful handkerchiefs. All right, we have a lunchtime oldies break coming up after the news. Personality Radio, 1310 WICH, Norwich, 94.5 W233D. Good mix of tunes on this beautiful day. Stick around for them. It's now noon.
32: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The U.S. economy grew at a 2.6 annual rate from July through September snapping two straight quarters of contraction and overcoming high inflation and interest rates just as voting gets underway in midterm elections, in which the economy's health has emerged as a paramount issue. The Senate's Republican point man for the 2022 midterm says there's every indication his party will recapture both the House and Senate on election day.
0: I think it's going
3: to be a good election night for us. That prediction from Florida Senator Rick Scott, who heads up the National Republican Senatorial Committee. Scott says his optimism is based on early voting and the polls, and says there's especially good news for some GOP candidates in tight races or in states that normally lean Democrat. It's a good year for us. We're going to have a better turnout. So if you're down a couple, you've got a really good chance. Senator Rick Scott of Florida was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. Bob Agnew reporting.
32: Also at Townhall.com, courtesy of Alaska Public Media KTUU in Juneau. At a debate, Republican congressional candidate Sarah Palin says more oil should come from Alaska.
14: We need to drill, baby, drill. Energy costs are the driver of inflation. Energy costs, which affect absolutely everything that we do in America, everything that we consume, oil and gas, it touches that.
32: Democrat Mary Petola says she believes the U.S. is in a recession.
28: We do have astronomically high inflation rates across the country, and this is certainly most especially true in Alaska, especially when you compound that with shipping costs.
32: Petola Palin, Republican Nick Begich, and Libertarian Chris By all running in the November 8th election for the Alaska Congressional seat. On Wall Street, the Dow is ahead 306 points, but the NASDAQ is down 106. More at townhall.com.
33: Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy!
32: Northern Ireland politicians making a last-ditch attempt to break a political impasse triggered by Brexit. That has stopped the formation of a functioning government in Belfast. Members of the Northern Ireland Assembly will meet to try to elect a Speaker, the first step
6: toward restoring a power sharing government that's been on ice since a May election. The main British Unionist body, the Democratic Unionist Party or DUP, has said it would veto the move as part of its protests over post Brexit customs checks. If the regional politicians fail, the UK government says. It will need to call a new election for Northern Ireland. Charles de London.
32: The European Central Bank piling on another outsized interest rate hike aimed at squelching out-of-control inflation. The 25-member governing council raised its interest rate benchmark by three-quarters of a percentage point. Breaking news at townhall.com. Some Twitter employees are clearing out before Elon Musk officially takes over as Twitter owner.
7: According to a report from Punks and Pinstripes, hundreds of Twitter employees are leaving for opportunities at other tech giants. Over the past 90 days, about 530 workers have left Twitter, a 60% increase from the last quarter. Since Elon Musk began buying Twitter stock at the beginning of the year, over 1,100 people have left the company. Of those who left Twitter in the past three months, nearly 30% wound up at Google or Meta. Others have gone to Pinterest, LinkedIn, Snap, and TikTok. Tasha Stevens reporting. The U.S. Department
32: of Agriculture announcing $759 million in grants and loans to enable rural communities to access high-speed Internet. It's part of the broader $65 billion push for high-speed connectivity from last year's infrastructure law. There are 49 recipients in 24 states. More of these stories at townhall.com.
22: Settle down Wherever gold is are Well, you know that I'll be found I hear a man, I love a man I listen every day Yeah, you know the stool ride Knows exactly what to play Cause oh, he's the only man yeah, he's a golden man They go around, 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 around
34: Big hands were calloused. He looked like a mountain. For a minute, I thought I was dead. But he started shaking. His big heart was breaking. He turned to the woman and said, "You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucy, With four hungry children and a crop in the field." I've had some bad times, lived through some sad times But this time you're won't here You picked a fine time to leave me loose here. After he left us, I ordered more whiskey I thought how she'd made him look small the lights of the bar room to a rented hotel room We walked without talking at all She was a beauty, but when she came to me, she must have thought I'd lost my mind. I couldn't hold her, cause the words that he told her kept coming back time after time. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucy. With four hungry children and a crop in the field, I've had some bad times, lived through some sad times. But this time you are won't heal. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucy. You picked a fine time.
8: Family's biggest hit, Kenny Rogers. Welcome to our lunchtime oldie break on a beautiful October day as we head into Halloween weekend. So, uh, whatever happened to the ice cream flavor Tootie Fruity?
35: bomb <speaking in Spanish> I've got a girl named Sue, she knows just what to do. i got a girl named Sue, she knows just what to do. She rocked to the east, she rocked to the west, but she's the girl that I love best. Tootie pootie, home oh route. Tootie pootie, home oh route. Tootie pootie, home oh route. Balloom up, bum, 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 I got a gal named Daisy. She almost drives me crazy. Got a gal named Daisy. She almost drives me crazy. She knows how to love me, yes indeed. But you don't know what she do to me. To the oh Rudy. To the oh Rudy. To the food, oh Rudy. Lump bump bump got a damn name Daisy She almost got me crazy Got a damn name Daisy She almost got me crazy She knows how to love me, yes indeed Boy you don't know what she do to me to the food Oh to the food Oh To the food there Oh, Rudy. Tootie, broody, oh Rudy.
8: Oh, they're playing our song. Tooty, fruity, all rooty. Little Richard was always such a quiet boy, but not behind the piano. My goodness. Hey, we're going to have some fun. You're always up for that, right? Oh, Miss Patsy. Left us with some wonderful musical memories.
35: I fall
8: She gets puzzled. huh? Speaking of that, she's not the only one that goes through that. It's Peter and Gordon. When I see her walking down the street, I go to pieces, too. When
22: I see her coming down the street I get so shaky and I feel so weak I tell my eyes look the other way But they don't seem to hear a word I say And I pieces that I want to hide She said so much inside. Now I hope she's satisfied. And I go to pieces and I want to hide. Go to pieces and I almost die every time my baby passes by. Go to pieces and I cry.
8: Goodness, a lot of littering there. Peter and Gordon, and before that, Patsy Cline and going to pieces. Well, we got a macho song. Hey, we got any macho guys out
23: there, huh? Mucho macho guys coming up. When it comes to insurance, we hold your hand throughout the process. Well, sort of. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. Auto, home, life, recreational and business. Chris and Beth bring years of experience and solid philosophy to help you choose the right coverage. Call Beth and Chris for a no obligation quote and review of your coverage at 860 269 7779. Salem Turnpike next to Joanne Fabrics in Norwich. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. We want to hold your hand.
0: The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Throws up top, and he caught it, and he's in the end zone! Oh, what a play! This Saturday, the Huskies renew their rivalry with Boston College. And
12: caught in the end zone in a corner, what a
0: catch! Touchdown, UConn! Our coverage begins at 10.30 a.m. on your home for UConn football.
29: Catch all the action of UConn football all season long on 94.5 and 13.10 a.m. WICH in Norwich.
0: All right, for you macho
8: guys out there, you know who you are. I lift weights. I get myself out of bed. That's, you know, basically it. Here's the village people. Everybody wants to be a macho man. You should see me push up.
35: You can best believe that he's a macho man, that he took it down with anyone he can. Hey, 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 macho, macho, macho man. man yeah. I've got to be a macho man. i got to be a macho, macho. Body. body, 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 wanna be my body, wanna my body, baby, body. Confidence that you're you can best believe that he's a macho man. He's a special person in anybody's plan. Hey, 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 hey. Macho, 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 macho man. man. Yeah. I got to be a macho. Man. I got to be a macho, 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 macho man. I got to be a macho. Thinga, down my chest. I got to be a macho. macho. man. I got to be a macho. Macho
8: man. Whatever happened to the village people? I think they moved out of the villages. I'm not sure. Macho man. It's lunchtime, I'm a munching man right now. Some really neat uh, sandwich today. It was like a combination of chicken and nuts and raisins. What do they call it? Oh yes, chicken, nuts and raisin sandwich. Well, it's nice to have lunch with you today. And I finished my lunch during Macho Man. So I was a speed eating man, actually. Boy, I've got a lot of interesting tunes for you today. I hope you'll enjoy. Some of them maybe you haven't heard in a very, 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 very long time. This came out in 1964, and it was a group that became a one-hit wonder. They called themselves the Jelly Beans. Boom, 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 boom,
35: Down, 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 view, view. down, 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 down,
8: Love him so good. Down, down, yeah,
35: yeah, yeah. Down, 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 I
8: wanna love, love him so bad. Way. What else do you wanna? You want to love his life away. Everybody wants something, right? And sometimes it's big, sometimes it's just you want a little dance. That's all. I just wouldn't like to dance with you. My name is Stu. How do you do? Persuasive, isn't
35: she, huh?
8: The great Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. But first, I would like to hold your hand. I'm going to start somewhere, right? the beatles <laughs> want to hold your hand what an innocent song that was who would have thought later in their careers they would get pretty pretty deep i want to hold your foot things like that what else do you want i huh? you want more you got it
36: i want to walk you home me, let me walk Please let me walk you home. You look so good to me, ooh I wish I was a lucky guy who could walk you right on down the I love the way you walk. I love to hear you talk. I love the way you walk I love to hear you talk I'm not trying to be smart I'm not trying to break your heart But if I ask you for a deed Will you tell me that I'm not too late? I want to hold your hand Please let me hold your hand I want to hold your hand Please let me hold your hand You look so good to me Ooh-wee. I saw you walking all alone That's why I want to walk you home so let me walk you home Please let me walk you home I want to walk you home Please let me walk you home You look so good to me Oh, we I saw you walking all alone That's why I want to walk you home That's why I want to walk you home That's why okay, I want to walk you home
8: Okay, buddy, she lives in Cleveland, though. That's There you go. That's Domino. This is a want list that I have right here. What else do you want? Oh, Tony. He wants to be around to pick up the pieces. Somebody breaks your heart. Does he seem like the type that wants revenge? Let's find out. Tony?
37: I want to be around To pick up the pieces When somebody breaks your heart Some somebody Twice as smart As I A somebody who Will swear to be true As you used to do with me Who'll leave you to learn That misery loves company Wait and see I mean I want to be around To see how he does it When he breaks your heart to bits Let's see if the puzzle fits so fine And that's when I'll discover that revenge is sweet As I sit there applauding from a front row seat When somebody breaks your
22: heart
37: like you
8: Tony Bennett, smooth Tony. We'll get back to our want list coming up with Stu. It's 63 degrees right now, and stick around for
15: cheap trick. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for personality radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM.
29: Okay, dads, it's time to do the cabbage patch, the running man, or something more contemporary, the floss. That's right. Dance like a dad with your kids. Learn more at fatherhood.gov. Producing wire, rope, and welding, hydraulics,
18: and hospitality. These things may not have a lot in common to you and me, but Congressman Joe Courtney knows they're just some of the industries and the jobs fueled by a strong shipbuilding economy. So, as chair of the House Armed Services Subcommittee on Sea Power, Joe Courtney worked with both Democrats and Republicans to double the Navy's budget for submarines. Just one of the reasons Joe Courtney is ranked Connecticut's most bipartisan member of Congress. And for us, Courtney's leadership on submarine production is producing jobs and economic opportunity in Groton and New London, but also from Plainfield to Enfield, from Basra to Tolland, from Ledger to Waterford, and on and on. Economic development from shipbuilding and a stronger future all across eastern Connecticut? Yep, now those things go hand in hand, just like job creation and Joe Courtney.
29: on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time.
8: Here's a group called Cheap Trick. It's not a cheap record. It cost $1.25 when it came out.
22: I want you to want
35: me.
8: From our want list, ladies and gentlemen. Cheap trick. When do they call themselves that? We won't get into that. Here's a guy that gets right to the point something that he wants. Bob Dylan, I want you. Me.
38: That horns blow into my face was gone, but it's not that way I wasn't going to lose you I want you I want you I want you
8: sure that's the best approach to go up to somebody. Oh, and you so bad. You should probably say...
15: Hello.
8: Hello. Hello. All right. Finally, in our want list today, here's a guy who wants it all. Just kidding around. That, of course, was a guy named Elvis. That was our little want list. We'll get to some other types of songs coming up.
39: Breast cancer is one of the most common kinds of cancer in women. A mammogram can help find breast cancer early when it's easier to treat. Make a difference like these local businesses by spreading the word.
16: Hello from the chocolate shell and old line. Breast cancer is something we must all be conscious of. It has affected many of my close friends and relatives. I urge you to schedule regular mammograms, do self-exams, and support further research.
29: Breast cancer has over three million survivors in the US. The first step to beating this disease is early detection. The Heat people in Uncasville encourage all women to discuss regular cancer screenings with their doctor.
0: We can all show our kindness by doing our very best to help those who are fighting the battle against breast cancer. Please donate this month of October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Visit liberty-bank.com slash strides. Together we can find a cure.
39: All of us at Hall Communications encourage women to get a mammogram as recommended by their doctor. Early detection is the best prevention.
8: Okay, I'm ready if you're ready. Celebrating 35 years, the Norwich
17: Arts Center is a vital part of downtown Norwich. Events include First Friday in the Art Gallery and live music in the intimate Donald L. Oat Theater. Don't miss the monthly blues on Broadway, where the performers will take your breath away. On Sunday, October 30th at 2 p.m., NAC presents the Coast Guard Band's Chamber Ensemble for a free concert. This is the first time they'll be appearing in Norwich. For tickets and more information, visit norwicharts.org. NAC is supported by an ARPA grant from the Cultural Coalition.
8: There's not too many things in life that we're absolutely sure of. Absolutely. For instance, when a couple gets married, they usually have their first dance together as husband and wife, and it's their favorite song. I was thinking, this probably is a song that there aren't any bride and grooms that chose for their song. Especially on their wedding day. I love onions. Bodio Doe.
35: Thanks, man, a strange things
8: song I love onions just don't go near me I love onions that reminds me of the old vaudeville days speaking of the old vaudeville days just hold your nose and sing along with the new vaudeville band seriously you'll sound just like them Chester Cathedral, you're bringing me down. Remember Rudy Valley, he was a singer popular in the 40s and as soon as that song got popular in 1966, he released his first album in years and it was called Winchester Cathedral because it sounded a little bit like that era I just thought I'd throw that in you can throw it out if you like did you ever notice in restaurants now you have to ask for the bread and butter Mm, and some restaurants are charging a little extra for it these are tougher times So I thought I would leave you, if you're having lunch with me, with, this is on the house, no problem, you don't have to tip me, but here is a little bread and butter for you with your lunch. And I'll even throw in a little toast and jam. Songs with classic lyrics, don't you? That really have a lot of meaning. And that's so, was the New Beats. Was her only hit? It's called Bread and Butter and Toast and Jam. Well, we're almost out of time on our lunchtime oldie break. We're scheduled to speak with an author of a book, which is um, very, very interesting. A little bit different. We'll talk to her for a little bit. Natalie Jacob. It is a uh, true story kind of thing. It's a book she wrote after she got sick and how she recovered, and how she's still recovering today. And the way she uh, put everything in words in this book, I thought it might make an interesting interview. Also, her husband has a chapter in the book, and he was certainly a comfort when she was going through a lot of health issues. But we're glad that she's doing better. You'll hear about the book, tell you how to get it if you like. In the meantime, how about some news with 64 Degrees... Sunshine Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 in Norwich. And we're on fm two ninety four point five W233DB in Norwich. WICH. I know, it's 1 o'clock. Here's Townhouse News.
32: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. President Biden is cheering the latest news on economic growth. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton with that report. The president
17: says third quarter growth is further evidence that the economic recovery is continuing to power forward. He points to low unemployment, increased manufacturing and higher wages. Even though the nation's GDP expanded from July through September, Mr. Biden says overall inflation remains too high. With the approaching midterm elections,
32: voters say the economy is their top issue. Greg Clugston, Washington. Also at townhall.com, looks like the days of ultra-low mortgage rates are over.
1: The average long-term rate topped 7% for the first time in more than two decades this week, a result of the Fed's aggressive rate hikes designed to tame 40-year high inflation. Freddie Mac reports the average on the key 30-year mortgage is up to 7.08% from 694 last week. The last time the average rate was above 7% was April 2002. Rich Thomason reporting.
32: New Jersey Democrat Senator Bob Menendez under federal investigation, though the specifics remain unclear. Michael Solomon, a spokesperson for Menendez's office, says the senator does not know the scope of the investigation, but is aware of the probe. The investigation is similar in a broad sense to a 2017 federal corruption case against Menendez, which ended in a mistrial but involves different people. Stocks mixed on Wall Street. Major indexes remain unsettled. Meta Platforms lost another one fifth of its value. That's after reporting a second straight quarter of revenue decline. The Dow is ahead 340 points, but the Nasdaq is down 116. More at townhall.com. Hey,
33: I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to Harry's.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's Harry's.com code 3388.
32: Enjoy! A possible railroad strike just may happen.
25: A second railroad union has rejected its deal with the major U.S. freight railroads, reflecting workers' increasing frustration with the lack of paid sick time in the industry. The vote by the Brotherhood of Railroad Signalmen adds to concerns about the possibility of a strike next month that could cripple the economy. More than 60% of union members opposed the five-year contract, even though it included 24% raises and $5,000 in bonuses. Keith Peters reporting.
32: The Los Angeles City Council has formally rebuked two members and its former president for their involvement in a racism scandal that has led to days of protest. The vote to censure former council president Nuri Martinez and Councilman Gail Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon represented the strongest step the council could take to publicly reprimand them. Breaking news at townhall.com. Theft of frozen beef in Nebraska leads to a multi-state crime ring. Correspondent Lisa Dwyer with that report.
9: Federal authorities say an investigation into the theft this summer of several semi trailers loaded with frozen beef from Nebraska has led to arrests and uncovered a multimillion dollar theft ring targeting meat packing plants in six Midwestern states. The discovery of the Miami based theft ring began in June when several semi trailers loaded with nearly one million dollars in frozen beef were stolen in Nebraska. Charging documents say federal investigators used phone records and GPS tracking devices on trucks being driven by the three men to place them in and around meat packing plants where trailers of meat products were stolen. I'm Lisa Dwyer.
32: Another check on Wall Street. Stocks remain mixed. The Dow is ahead 326 points. The S&P 500 is down 6. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with
0: Stu Breyer. This segment of our program, we would like to
8: speak... uh to a young lady who has written a book called Eight Rediscovering Life After a Brain Tumor uh, Natalie Jacob is on the line Hi Natalie
19: Hi Stu thank you so much for having me on today
8: Well it is a pleasure I thought it was a good idea because your book is inspirational it tells people never to give up and um, what you can do to do the best for yourself after you went through a, a brain tumor you've called the book Eight why do you call it Eight?
19: very good question actually It, it's, um, it's, uh, it was an original name um, to a story so I, so when I woke up from my brain surgery, um, I, you know the brain obviously manages everything in your body, not only your not only you know um, your the way you think but also your your body how it moves so basically the the doctors asked me to please walk around. make sure that my body would be working after the surgery so I was walking down the corridors of the hospital and they asked me what door do you see there what number door and I'm and basically my answer was eight so they take me to the next door and they asked me and what about that one and I'm like eight. and then the next one and that was an eight and they asked me what year where I was born and I say 1800 (laughs) and they asked me from one to ten where was my pain and I said eight. So basically, do not ask me why, but everything I saw was an 8. And that's why the title of the book is (laughs) 8, Rediscovering Life After a Brain Tumor.
8: That's true. So really, um, yeah, that's how you eased into recovering with something like uh, the figure 8. That's interesting. And so there we have the book called 8. You went through a whole lot. In fact, um, just scanning your book, uh, when you uh, did have the surgery... If I'm not mistaken, you weren't anticipating there there would be so much after problems after it. Is that correct?
19: That is correct. So I, I, I really didn't even realize I had a brain tumor. Like, the doctors never used those words. They only um, said um, that I had an intraventricular meningioma, which, you know, unless you're in that world, you really don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and And... After the first appointment with the neurosurgeon, he, he literally asked me to, you know, he, he recommended that I should have a surgery th- as soon as possible. And he planned the surgery two weeks after the first and only appointment. And he said that there would be a 2% chance of losing my peripheral isis. And that would be the only side effect. So I was really not, um, not, I don't know, I was not nervous at all. I was really not expecting anything else. They told me that the recovery would be around three weeks. Um, So I really, honestly, I just took this up some time to, I don't know, catch up on Netflix series. (laughs) I never expected anything of it.
8: A lot of people Um, live with peripheral vision, and I'm one of them. So that would, you know, if that was the only thing that, that happened, that wouldn't have been so bad.
19: And, it's, um, and it's, it, it takes some time to get used to it It took me some years to mm-hmm. learn how to drive again To learn how to walk without, you know, hitting walls And hitting yeah. doors or falling down the stairs But you can adjust, you can learn Or relearn how to get used to that mm-hmm. But definitely the, the, the biggest unexpected consequence of the surgery That when I woke up from the 12 It was a very short surgery, it was only 2 hours hmm. um, I could not read and I couldn't write and I could not add two plus two. That was very unexpected. But as soon as I woke up from that surgery, um, obviously my dad who was there, my, my stepmom was there too, my husband was there, they were very shocked because they were not expecting and obviously I wasn't expecting this at all either. But, but even with that unexpected circumstance, I found it so funny. I could not stop laughing because there I was, I was, you know, I, 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 at that moment I was 35 or 34, I think, um, years old with an MBA. I speak three languages. I write three languages. I couldn't read or write. I couldn't even write my own name. And I found it so funny because I, I don't know, I thought it was temporary. I never saw any of it really. So, so it was, um, it was quite of a shock. But it was uh, at that moment, it was, I didn't, I wasn't worried. I I truly was not worried at all. And I was just enjoying the moment um, of, in a way, being a small child. My brain became the child, the brain of a two year old. Wow. So I was very basic. Um, Those Netflix series that I really wanted to enjoy and watch, my brain was so basic, I could not even, like, because my my I had such a short term memory that if if you think about it if if you if you watch something and you don't remember what you watched mm-hmm. then you can't really you know see a series like there's no interest on it so I I the only thing I enjoyed for months was coloring like a two year old <laughs> wow. um, yeah and it was it was actually sort of beautiful because. I would, um, I would go and walk outside with, obviously, the help of my husband because I was still, not, I was not able to manage my eyes. Did you
8: think you were a little young to have a husband?
19: <laughs> Actually, that—that's a very good question. Um, no, <laughs> I did realize that I was um, thirty-five years old, but mm-hmm. um, but I still thought like my brain, yeah, like a process, like a two-year-old. It was very strange. Um, and even I would tell all my friends that don't don't write me messages on WhatsApp or text messages because I like, literally, I would tell them that I could not read and write and they would not understand um, and they would still continue sending me text messages so my husband would have to read them out loud for me but it was really beautiful because I was, in that mindset of that two year old, my husband would make me, would walk with me around the street, um, you know, just mm-hmm. to practice my walking as well and and I would see a little birdie, and I would be like,
8: "Natalie, did the doctors have any explanation for how you came out of this operation?" Yes,
19: yeah, they said that unfortunately I suffered of something called Girdman syndrome, mm-hmm. um, and it is an extremely rare thing. They do not know why it happened, uh, but it's basically that that I, ha- I suffered of that syndrome. I guess, during the surgery, and I woke up like that. Um, so, yeah, that is the reason of that, um, the reason why I had um, to be learned, how to read and write again.
8: What were some of the things Perhaps that you again. had to um, recover from that you worked so hard on that were ramifications of this operation, like your eyesight and things like that, and what other things?
19: So I lost completely my IQ. Um, and with that, I, I'm not saying it as an opinion But as mm-hmm. a fact I actually, by coincidence I, I used to work in marketing before And, and I had high-level um, jobs in multinationals I used to work for Frito-Lay um, Diageo um, Nokia back at the time Johnson & Johnson, L'Oreal, PepsiCo um, And so I, I, I actually, many of these jobs Demanded me to have IQ tests For interview processes So I did have Um, numbers of my IQ before and I had IQ numbers after the surgery because once you lose your, when you learn how to read and write through neuropsychologists you do IQ tasks basically paid by medical insurances Um, and so I could compare those two numbers um, before and after the surgery and I went from uh, above average IQ level to below average IQ level Mm. and even though I did cognitive therapy for years um, my IQ level never recovered And it's it 2 to stay below average And that is, I think, the biggest thing I lost Because I had always been a very independent um, Thriving, workaholic <laughs> sort of a person
8: um, well, You sound lose, pretty bright to me
19: You lose your identity That you mm. lose. You lose the power of being Able to maintain yourself, you lose the power of being able to be independent um, and financially independent. So, so that was for me at least the biggest trauma of my life um, because that was what I was a big workaholic. That's what made me happy. That was my passion in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, I think um, what I the biggest loss for me was losing my passion, which was being able to work in the field that I. Adored.
8: Were you able to get um, back to your uh, mob- mobility, and were you able to uh, have a, a, an appetite for different foods than you used to? Or?
19: I did. I did. So little by little, um, that part of my of my brain came back again, um, and I I have been able to, for example. Um, Manage how to manage my eyesight I to do certain sports that I mm-hmm. used to do in the past, like rollerblading. Good for you, rollerblading. Thank you. And it took me many, many years, um, but I definitely think that you know, many people are born with certain things, and they and they know how to manage those things when they're born, right? Mm-hmm. So in my case, it, it it I had to relearn how to do things at a at, at a let's say you know middle age. But we we still have the power to relearn certain things. Or if not, we learn them to adjust. Um, and I think throughout our lives, um, we all actually have to adjust. So we have to learn things, you know, before being a mom or a dad. We didn't know how to be a mom or a dad. <laughs> you know, you have to learn how to do that. Or before being married, you have to learn how to now suddenly live a life with a couple before you, you know, before you had a single life. You know, uh, or,
8: You know, Natalie, before you had this... Incident It seems like You had a great attitude About life To begin with Would you say That's true
19: I think You are Absolutely right And the reason Why Is because I had Unfortunately Several traumas In my life Mm -hmm. So I think That resilience In a way Is a bit of a Muscle as well Like you have Muscle memory For sports But I do think That resilience Can also become A In a way Like a brain Muscle memory and um, so I've always learned that when you're faced with trauma, you cannot get traumatized for the rest of your life, or actually learn from that trauma um, and, and learn how to, how to be happy and learn how to live with it and live past it or, or, or live with this trauma but make a life that is a happy life for yourself. Because one thing is true and it's that we only, we know each one, we only get one life with the traumas or without the traumas. So why not live a happy life with those traumas? Because we will all get traumas. We will all get hit in life, hopefully later than sooner. Um, but, you know, death will come through our lives. You know, health issues will come through our lives. So, so we might as well learn how to be happy with them.
8: You happen so to be um, blessed with a, a wonderful husband, huh?
19: Definitely. I have... A spectacular, kind, generous, supportive husband, which I, I, I will never take for granted. I, I, I have several friends that pass through this and obviously it's definitely a test for Mm couples because you marry some, you know, you marry someone, but then suddenly life can change that person so much that you can even not recognize that person, which is my, which is my case. I was my husband's um, dotted line manager, actually, so I am, <laughs> I, am proud, I am possibly the opposite of the woman he married. Um, but he is there. He has been there. He's still here with me to this day. and he is and has been an amazing support. So I, I, I agree that I've been extremely lucky. I'm and he's glad got a, to have in ch- my life.
8: For the folks, and we're going to tell them how to get your book in a minute. Your Folks, uh, he wrote a chapter in your book of his perspective of things, which is a little bit different, right?
19: Yes, and it actually has been a beautiful chapter for many caregivers because I think many times when 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 for survivors and it doesn't have to be brain tumors, you know, it's my book is not really about brain tumors per se. It's about, you know, how to how to recover from a difficult circumstance in life, mm-hmm. um, caregivers play such an important role, and and the way they live that same experience, you know, is so different than the patient. So it is a great chapter that has actually inspired and helped a lot of other people, which are the caregivers, which are their lives are as affected as our lives, you know. So, mm-hmm. so sharing that perspective, I found it was so important and um, and a great chapter for caregivers um, to read. You know,
8: Natalie, when you um, did you wake up one morning and all of a sudden there was more than the the uh, number eight and you went right through one through ten, or how did that work gradually or all of a sudden?
19: No, that was definitely very gradual, very slowly, <laughs> mm-hmm. very slowly, years of recovery. But years of recovery with persistence every single day, I would wake up, knowing that I could not read and write, and knowing that I was going to learn again how to do this oh. and it was It took me years and it, i did it like a, I took it like a sort of a full time job. I would wake up every morning at the same time and go to the desk in my house at the same time and do it till six p m and I would do this the weekends as well because something I didn't know is that I was not, I was not going to give up. And even if I could not learn, I was going to have a free conscience that I was going to try my best, because I was not gonna feel guilty about not trying. Um, and and I'm, I'm really happy I did, because to this day, I have a very clear conscience that I, I, I am as recovered as I possibly was able to, because I really tried. You know, and I think that's something that gives every single person a lot of, um, you know, a lot of internal peace, regardless of what you're doing, regardless of the task, regardless of you know if it's for students studying for an exam or, or you know, at your job doing a specific job you have to finish. It's it's, it's all about having your conscience clear and knowing that you did the best that you could. So is that what um, inspired that is you is
8: that what inspired you to write this book to help other people in these situations?
19: Well, it was it was actually I, I never really planned on writing a book. I I throughout my recovery after I finished every single um cognitive therapy book that I literally had. <laughs> I, I asked a the therapist to give me copies of them. I did them in my house and once I finished all of them I I had no more material to sort of like Read and write again So I decided why not just Write about what I'm going through right now um, Because at the end when I'm forced to write Then I'm also forced to read And then I'm also forced to remember what I wrote Which actually I wrote the same chapter three times And I didn't even remember that I had written the chapter mm-hmm. um, so, so after writing all this basically notes For myself I found out that I was pregnant and I realized that the, you know, my daughter won't really know who I was because by the time she grows up, the Natalie that I used to be will no longer be there. So I decided to convert those pages into a book for my daughter to give it to her as a gift so that she could learn about, you know, who mommy was for her brain surgery. So it was, it was really, that was the purpose. It wasn't really for anybody else. Um, but once I published it, I started to receive so many comments and so many emails and so many thanks from people that I've actually helped and inspired through this book. So it was, it was such a surprise to me because I was, it wasn't the purpose, I never imagined my book would actually help other people to learn how to be more resilient that, and to help them going through these difficult circumstances. Um, so it was it was a beautiful you know surprise to me, which was unexpected because it wasn't really the purpose. I, I never imagined my story could help others, and it definitely has. And I donate a hundred percent of the proceeds to brain tumor foundations in the U.S.
8: Really, um, well, that's really remarkable. Yes, because
19: I did not want to make any money with this book. I don't. I, for me, it's not the purpose. For me, the purpose is really just you know, again, it was for my daughter, but now that I know that I help others with it. That's really the sole purpose of this book now. And it's just through that, I, it just brings me so much joy. Um, so, in so twenty, yeah, that is the
8: book. <laughs> in the year 2022, are you feel like you're mostly recovered, you still have a ways to go, or you've gone as far as you think you'll go?
19: I, I definitely plateaued at a certain level, and I've, I've plateaued now for, I have not had any changes in my cognitive or my visual eyesight for the last five years now Mm -hmm. so i i this is it basically but i have learned how to accept it's been very difficult to be honest to accept um that i lost everything that i've lost but there's a point where there's you just have to accept and move on so it is i call it like the death of my brain and you go through the mourning phases like, like you would with the, with a loved one. So, you know, there's the denial, then there's the acceptance and there's, you know, the seven, the typical seven phases of, 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 of grief. Mm-hmm. So I've gone through those by now. And right now I am at a stage where I have accepted my new reality. I am actually totally disabled and I have accepted to live a life like this because I suffer of extreme brain fatigue and I suffer of um, short-term memory loss. So I've learned how to cope with this, and I've learned how to be happy with my, you know, with my life, and accept, and this is what I have now.
8: Natalie, it's not easy to write a book, and when I read portions of your book, you obviously have gained so much more than a lot of people might have. How you worded things, how you put things on paper, and uh, maybe you're not giving yourself enough credit, but... uh, it's not easy to write a book, and this book is definitely going to be advantageous for a lot of folks. How can we get this book?
19: Thank you so much for those compliments. That's very sweet. So I, um, you can, the, the book is in English and in Spanish. Um, in Amazon, it's both in, a, in as a you know as a copyright. I mean, as a as a as a hard copy. I mean, and also a um, and it's also a digital copy. So, yes, basically in Amazon with the title eight Rediscovering Life After a Brain Tumor, or in Spanish for the Spanish mm-hmm. audience that you might have, it's Ocho Redescubriendo la Vida Después de un Tumor Cerebral.
8: You're a very uplifting person. Just chatting with you, I feel energized. So, uh, it's great talking with you. And I hope a lot of people order this book, and uh, you're going to help a great cause. And it's great talking to you.
19: So much, too, and it's been a total honor being, um, you know, with you today. And I and I really appreciate you the opportunity for, you know, to sharing about sharing my story with other people.
8: All right, Natalie Jacob, I wish you good things and enjoy the day and good luck to you.
19: Thank
8: you. Have a great day. You too. Lovely lady, huh? Stu Brier with it. WICH. The book is called Eight: Rediscovering Life After a Brain Tumor. All proceeds go to uh, Help Those With Brain Tumors and Research by Natalie Jacob. You can get it on Amazon and, you know, those usual places. We'll be right back, 889-5252. What a marvelous attitude, huh?
28: As our state senator, Heather Summers is delivering results for Eastern Connecticut and challenging the status quo in Hartford. Fighting for our families, Heather Summers worked across party lines to pass a $600 million tax cut, stood with police to keep our communities safe, and defended parents' rights in our schools. Fighting for lower taxes... Summers successfully eliminated retirement taxes for seniors, expanded the child tax credit, repealed the tax on medical centers, and paused Connecticut's gas tax fighting for affordable, high-quality health care. Heather Summers passed a landmark plan to combat the opioid epidemic, helped ensure first responders with PTSD get the care they need, and passed solutions to expand access to care for women. Heather Summers is fighting for our families, for lower taxes, and to deliver results for us.
25: I'm Heather Summers, candidate for state senate, and I approve this message.
28: Paid for by Heather Summers for state senate, Constantine Adipos, treasurer.
23: When it comes to insurance, we hold your hand throughout the process.
28: Well, sort
23: of. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. Auto, home, life, recreational, and business. Chris and Beth bring years of experience and solid philosophy to help you choose the right coverage. Call Beth and Chris for a no-obligation quote and review of your coverage at 860-269-7779. Salem Turnpike next to Joanne Fabrics in Norwich. Riders Farmers Insurance Agency. We want to hold your hand.
8: What a story, Natalie Jacobs, uh, with us. Let's take a call. You're on the air. Welcome.
12: Hi, Stu. Hi there. What a fabulous, fabulous little interview there with Natalie. Oh. What a wonderful personality. I'm. I. Uh, I was taken back quite a bit by that. Uh, by that uh, kind of uh, description and uh, all she's done to overcome
13: oh, what she goodness. went
12: through. Incredible story. Thank you so much for bringing that to us. Earlier today I was I was at uh uh the uh, eastern uh well, hematology and oncology uh uh-huh. for my annual uh visit, uh-huh. my checkup and uh you know this this and then to hear Natalie's uh uh you know overview of her book and her life. Wow, I, I, it's I like, what an incredible day. There's so many people who are in that particular office today, and I've been back there for 15 years, uh, and it's always the most crowded uh, group of, uh, crowded office that I've I've ever been in, in oh, yeah. medical. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time you go. And, you know, if they could only hear Natalie's uh, story, uh, some people would probably gain uh, a wonderful... Uh, Uplift.
8: I'm glad because there's so much more in the book of what she had to do and uh, every day and how she mm-hmm. worked into uh, getting pretty close to a normal life and wonderful attitude.
12: Oh, the attitude is incredible. I, you know, it's it's not necessarily the same, uh, but maybe there are a lot of similarities to uh, what people go through after chemo and radiation and the battle back to you know some normalcy in their life and uh, but. That uh, wonderful story. Thanks so much,
8: Stu. Well, you're welcome, and thanks for listening, and I hope everything went well today. Yes, it did. Great. Good news. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Right. Love to hear that. Love to hear good news. What's new with you?
24: Let's check the weather forecast. Speaking of good news, here's good weather. Hey, it's not raining. Can you believe it? Sunny today, breezy, highs in the mid-60s. Tonight, clear skies, cooler, 40. Tomorrow, sunny, cooler, highs in the upper 50s. Saturday, mostly sunny, highs in the upper 50s. Sunday, mostly sunny, scattered high clouds increase towards sunset, highs in the low 60s. And then Monday for Halloween, mostly cloudy with a chance for afternoon and evening showers. Womp, womp, womp. Highs will be in the low 60s. In the Early Warning Forecast Center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Thursday. And
8: our womp temperature is 65 degrees.
39: Breast cancer is one of the most common kinds of cancer in women. Make a difference like these local businesses by spreading the word.
31: CORSHA's Auto Repair in Norwich believes that we must take the necessary steps to detect breast cancer in its early stages and encourage our family and friends to do the same. Although we've made progress, we still have a long way to go to eradicate
23: this disease.
14: Did you know the majority of breast cancers occur in women who do not have a family history? I'm Sandra Wheeler, owner of Four Peace of Mind, organizing homes and offices. I urge all women to get screened for you and all those who love you.
28: Hello, I'm Tina Yitz from Eliza Huntington Memorial Home for Retired Women, located in Norwich. Although we're aware of breast cancer, we need to beat this catastrophic disease together by getting our mammograms and encouraging our family and friends to do the same. All of us
39: at Hall Communications encourage women to get a mammogram as recommended by their doctor. Early detection is the best prevention.
8: I really wish you could read this whole book because there's there's so much, I mean, a lot of things in her life has changed and she was able to work through them. Like music uh, has become difficult for her. She said, I can only listen to classical music now. She said, I've always loved it, but I have loved other types too. In the car with uh, her husband and in the house, I can only listen to classical music or nothing at all. Loud restaurants, loud bars, don't even mention and light- uh, nightclubs too noisy. I don't like uh, loud places, you know. But she doesn't have a choice when she goes in there. It's just uh, it's too loud for her. It's a marvelous book. I think she was underrating her intelligence. I mean, if you read this book, you'd say, "What do you mean? You you got a great IQ." Anyway, uh, we have this portion of our program as an open topic. Twenty-seven minutes before two. Monday is Halloween, so we'll train and we'll get a little Halloweenish, if you like. Why not? Have a little
23: diversion. Maybe get some real ghost stories. Protect your family. Protect your farm. FarmSafe811 reminds you to never assume location or depth of underground pipelines and utilities. Always contact 811. Learn more at FarmSafe811.org.
7: Do you have questions about Medicare? The agents at Jane Ryan
24: Insurance in Colchester are your local experts. Hello, I'm Jeremy Doyle from Jane Ryan Insurance Group in Colchester. We're a full-service insurance agency, but we specialize in Medicare.
7: If you're turning 65 or planning your retirement in the next year, Jane Ryan Insurance is the place
24: to start. When a client reaches out to us for help with Medicare, we really do walk them through the process, hold their hand through the whole thing. Lots of people think their situation is unique, but we've probably seen it before. Some of the frequent ones we get are... I'm still working. I'm turning 65. Do I need to sign up for Medicare?
7: Overall, Jane Ryan Insurance cares about helping you get the policy that is right for you.
24: Confused people make poor choices. We like to guide people in the direction that's best for them, not necessarily best for us.
7: You've got Medicare questions and Jane Ryan has answers. Jane Ryan Insurance Group on South Main Street in Colchester. Get started at janeryaninsurance.com.
0: We do not offer all plans in your area. Any information we provide is limited to those plans we do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all of your As you know,
8: movie theaters have been slumping, mainly because some of the movies are not very good. So I was looking at uh, movie information. There are some pretty good ones that are coming out. So maybe if you are going to the movies and you haven't done that in a long time, you may want to check out these. There's a movie called Till. It's the story of Emmett Till, one of a face, the face of a 14-year-old boy, murdered in Mississippi. And it gets four stars. It's called Till. There's another movie called Tar. I guess small names are in. It's kind of a... Time is the thing. Tar is a world-renowned conductor explaining her art as more than waving a baton around. So you may want to look into Till and Tar next one's probably called Two. Here's one called Call Jane. Are you Jane? It's a question that Chicago housewife Joy Elizabeth Barks repeatedly asks as she calls a number from a flyer, is picked up, blindfolded, driven to an undescript office where she receives an illegal but safe abortion from an unfeeling doctor. It's called Call Jane. And that one gets three and a half stars. See if there's anything else worth. Yes, there's another Halloween movie. Why not? There's also one Lyle Lyle the Crocodile (laughs) that only has a couple of stars. The only other one that looks like it may be worth... There's two of them. This is called Top Gun Maverick. Jets will scream and muscles still gleam in the ridiculous and often ridiculously entertaining Top Gun Maverick. Though, in several respects... Oh, I guess that's the Top Gun. That was already a hit. Yeah, you know it's good, right? And then we have a movie called The Triangle of Sadness. The question of worth flows through Ruben Uslin's Triangle of Sadness, a handsomely grotesque satire about the guests and workers aboard a luxury yacht. So they think it's pretty good, and you won't get a sinking feeling when you're watching it. So those are my little movie tips in case you're up for it this weekend producing wire rope and welding hydraulics and hospitality these
18: things may not have a lot in common to you and me but congressman joe courtney knows they're just some of the industries and the jobs fueled by a strong shipbuilding economy So, as chair of the House Armed Services Subcommittee on Sea Power, Joe Courtney worked with both Democrats and Republicans to double the Navy's budget for submarines. Just one of the reasons Joe Courtney is ranked Connecticut's most bipartisan member of Congress. And for us, Courtney's leadership on submarine production is producing jobs and economic opportunity in Groton and New London, but also from Plainfield to Enfield, from Basra to Tolland, from Ledger to Waterford, and on and on. Economic development from shipbuilding and a stronger future all across eastern Connecticut? Yep, now those things go hand in hand. Just like job creation and Joe Courtney. I'm Joe Courtney and I approve this message. Paid for by Joe Courtney for Congress.
8: Right, we wanted to get in a, a little humor before we close things out today, but uh, see if we can squeeze something in before uh, the end of the program today had a guy on earlier talking about grandkids that folks really liked. You can have a lot of good stories when it's about grandkids, right? You know it. So see if we can get that in in just a little bit. Yeah, I have time. 22 minutes before 2. Also, if you'd like to check in, the number is uh, 889-5252. 889-5252 on any subject. Remember, all opinions are welcome on this program. We don't do the screening like some talk shows do. You don't have to agree with the moderator. I mean, it's okay if you do. I'm not going to get mad at you. (laughs) But if you don't, we'll handle it, all right? So, 889-5252 is our telephone number. See if I can get this to work here. And uh, we will play a little uh, comedy routine for you. I know it's in here somewhere, but I'll get it. Okay, we're going to take a little music break. Then we're going to try to get a little comedy in. So stick around at 889-5252. I played a song by Patsy Cline earlier, and, and I was thinking, just never get enough of that sweet voice. So I wanted to play another by Patsy today. This was her beautiful rendition of Sweet Dreams. Patsy Klein, Sweet dreams. Are you having sweet dreams? You know, just put a donut under your pillow. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Okay.
10: I'm I'm not in I'm not on Dequet Avenue anymore. So there shouldn't be any jeeps going by.
8: I'm not in Kansas and, anymore either, so all right.
10: Yeah, no. It was nice, um, going down and just looking at the water. I didn't go on the beach or anything, but it was just nice peaceful little detour before i went home
8: good good for you get a little peace and quiet
10: right yeah anyway um i did read that article about the money's going out 172 mm-hmm. families you know um yeah it's, it's an election ploy on making sure that the money goes out right now just before election oh, of so course it's all so political say, what yeah. A good guy he
8: is. yeah well we'll take it <laughs>
10: Yeah, I know. I mean if you're gonna get it, you might as well take it. Um, you know, this particular one my son didn't didn't get, I'm sure, on um, his income would probably not qualify him, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway. Um Yeah. I enjoyed your your comic last hour.
8: Yeah, I'm gonna I play another thing him. by him soon, yeah.
10: Mm-hmm. You know, and I like and I like your variations of different different songs um from the sixties and seventies and getting getting a really good cross cross selection, you know like you just have the Patsy climb and um it's it's really good well, thank you you're welcome um anyway the the election i just i i don't know.
13: I
8: don't really, know either.
10: It scares me. I, you know, I do think that there's going to be a red wave, but it terrifies me that there won't be.
13: Mm-hmm.
10: But the prices just keep going up. For those of us on fixed income, it makes it very, very difficult. Um, I'm terrified about filling my my oil tank, but it it's coming up soon. Me too. And you know, the price of groceries and and the in and the fact that there are still a lot of items that, it, that are hard to find. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate I live in Norwich. I'm just within two miles of three grocery stores and one Walmart, um, you know, so I can get certain items. But it's hard. I mean, luckily I'm retired, so I can go. I have the time to go to several stores to get their sales or to go look for the items. But for those who live like out in the country twenty miles away, I mean with the price of gas, you really don't wanna don't wanna do that. Um, don't forget to get your turkeys early. And mm-hmm. the the administration is clueless. You know, you know, no, no inflation, no no problem here. The economy is great. We did a really good job. And um the difference in twenty months or twenty one months, whatever it is, is dramatic. From when Biden took office to now, um, it's really, really difficult. It's really, really, it, it's just changed so, so much. We need to get Republicans in there so that hopefully they can stop this, um, the, the willingness of the federal government to spend more and more that they don't have.
8: Well, okay, sirrah, so sirrah, so but uh, we have the uh, privilege in this country to go and vote. When we like to, and of course, in Russia, Putin voted for himself, so he he got in again, but we yeah, and can,
10: China and China the same thing yeah. oh, China it's, the
8: same thing. what does that tell you about their country?
10: Yeah. yeah, but here we have a choice, and I just I urge everyone to really do research, you know, as i've said, I think i 'm voting for one Democrat because of the the constituent service she gives and the fact that she he gets things
13: done.
10: Mm-hmm. Okay, um, well that's which others don't do. It's all your choice. But, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm really, I really want a change. I definitely want a change, especially in Washington.
8: All right, don't uh, don't miss this beautiful day. Have fun. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you. Hello, welcome. You're on the air.
20: Yes, I said we we're going to call her back, but I was listening. She was a spectacular guest you had on. You always got good, great oh, guests. I uh, would, wanted we to hug her. A story.
8: You know, what a sweetie, yeah.
20: Yeah, no doubt, man. And, uh, hey, I, I'm curious. But I'm hearing about some money certain people might qualify for. Remember the COVID, we were getting checks and all that. Mine showed up right in my uh, checking account. But I'm just kind of wondering who, who qualifies and who don't and when.
8: So, you know, some people never, never got those checks. Yeah. Maybe still waiting for them, as far as I know. But um,
20: are you, yeah, are you talking about these recent checks that you are going to
8: send out? Uh, let me just give you a little overview of this, if I can get. Yeah, it right I don't get the papers, too, So I'm just mm-hmm. curious. Okay, I put on my uh, Superman glasses. <laughs> State Attorney General William uh, Hozon. Nope, that's not it. Where did I see this? Huh? It'll be here shortly. Don't worry about it, Joey. Are you enjoying this uh, beautiful day today?
20: I am. I got a lot of chores done around my house, and I got a little commitment tomorrow morning. And other than that, I'm feeling really good about things. I like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But Governor, I was just kind of curious, like. Yeah. Here who, it is. Here it is. Who, who gets the? Who's going to get it, and, and who's not? Governor, I mean, is there a parameter Governor or
8: Lamont's what? administration mailed out nearly. $248,000 checks to low-income households this past weekend. Second time in the past two months, a state tax cut delivered tens of millions of dollars to Connecticut families. The governor wow. and his fellow Democrats and the legislators' majority hailed the $42 million mailed out Friday and Saturday through the Earned Income Tax Credit Enhancement Program, noting it will help some of Connecticut's poorest working families. And that's the All deal. Right. Mm-hmm.
20: Yeah, well, hey, I, I always check my account, so if I see extra money and there, I'll know where it came from. Always, <laughs> it's, always it's not going to change my attitude who I want to vote for, I can tell you that.
8: Always check your mailbox.
20: Always so All right. Hey, uh, again, you have a wonderful weekend, brother, and I'll talk to you Monday.
8: All right, thanks, Joe. Take care. All right. Yeah. So let's uh, have a little humor. The good humor man today is a comedian by the name of Jeff Allen. And he has a bit I thought you would like. He was on a little earlier. This is called Why Kids Don't Know Math. Not like they used to, I guess.
31: It's a different world. I just wish they'd teach these kids some math. Just some basic math. So when they get that job at McDonald's and I got to give them three cents change to round up the bill at the end, I don't have to stand there and witness an apoplectic convulsion going on behind the (laughs) register. I do it on purpose now. My wife gets angry with it. I don't care if it rounds up or not. I just give them three pennies. Yeah, I like watching the eyes roll back in the head. Oh, boy. Is there a homeschooled kid nearby? Quit coddling the kids. I read where they won't even grade English papers in red ink because red ink is too traumatic for our children to see. Are you kidding me? I don't know about any of you guys, but my English papers came back looking like O.J.'s driveway. What, too soon? <laughs> my father would look at my paper and go, Wow, this is your native tongue, you moron. I should also mention my wife and I are a praying couple. We are. We believe in God. We believe in prayer. We believe in a God who answers prayers. When we had children, we prayed for patience. God answered those prayers with two ADHD boys. I want to watch what you pray for. That's my point. (laughs) Attention deficit hyperactive disorder. I don't even know what that is, attention deficit. Don't you ever know what full attention is before you can measure what a deficit of that is? I've been around fully attentive people in my life. They are frightening people. We used to call them cocaine addicts. I don't know what you call them. Got some guy glaring at you for 20 minutes. Louis. blink, you're frightening people. What? the kindergarten called to tell us they thought our son might be hyperactive is that news to any parent your boy might be hyper no he's so calm at home could be the new environment you don't have dust mites do you third grade they called us and told us we need to get our boy diagnosed I said I thought you diagnosed him he says he's got that hyper stuff they said no you need an official doctor diagnosis So we go to a psychologist, after one hour, he looks at me and says, we need to put your boy on Ritalin. I said, what's Ritalin? He says, it's an amphetamine. Gotta tell you, that was the point I dropped the Legos that I was playing with. I said, sure, Doc, you know, based on my family's history of alcohol and drug abuse, I think we should get my nine-year-old on that crank as soon as possible. Because as I ponder this, what could possibly go wrong with that? I can tell you this, if he had one chromosome from my side of the family, he'd be 11 going, Dad, I don't think the 5 milligrams are doing anything for me. (laughs) Two a day would be great, three would be wonderful, you know? And the the more I ponder this, I got friends at school to pay cash for this, I really do. (laughs) So my wife and I thought about it, we passed, we let him go through school the way he was designed, and nine years later, the U.S. Army gave my son an M-16. I love this country!
8: That's a comedian, Jeff Allen. Let's take some calls. You're on the air. No, you're not. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hello. No, you're not. Did I go over 2 on this one? Hey, how you doing? Could you, hey, how you, doing? Could you, how you doing? get up close to the phone? I can't hear you. Hi, Stu. Hi. Could you turn your radio down or something? I can't hear you. Hi, Sue. This is going to be Hi, really Sue. wild. Yes,
26: Hey, Stu, how you doing?
8: I'm doing good now. I can hear you. Go ahead.
26: Okay. Well, I'm driving along. This is the porch guy.
8: Yes, sir. Mr. I'm getting Chimes. I'm
26: pulling the driveway and sit on the porch. I've been out running errands all day long.
8: Good day hey. to be out. Yep.
26: Hey, Stu, how convenient that the governor's going to hand out these checks, huh?
8: Well, I, I wish they would come and clean my car and do all those things. Yep.
26: What are they? Who do they consider low-income?
8: guess we'll have to find out. That's a question that I would love to find out so I could give you a more accurate answer as to who's going to get some dough.
26: Oh, there, w- there wasn't a, uh, a, uh, a um, money factor in the article?
8: Uh, unless I missed it, I'm going to go over it again and make sure that uh, they wanted to boost the value of Connecticut State income tax credit for the working poor from 30 to 5% of the federal EITC. I don't see any figures, but if I missed it, I'll make sure that I let you know.
26: Oh, okay. Hey, uh, I hope there's a red wave coming uh, this election, Um, but I don't know. I have kind of a sneaky suspicion that they're going to fix some of these uh, elections again.
8: Well, I hope no election is ever fixed, because then we've really lost our country, so...
26: I know. And, hey, Stu, if... I uh, like the I I don't know the olden days if you can't be there to vote then you don't vote with the exception of if you're uh, a handicap or, or or you're out of the country. I don't believe in this early voting and whatever.
8: No, I don't like the early voting. I mean early early voting. My goodness, you could vote for somebody and then find out a few days later they robbed a bank or something. It's yeah. just uh, you know. Yeah, it's I don't but- trust it. I don't like it
26: perfect example is the uh the uh, uh contest in uh Pennsylvania you know
8: mm-hmm. i
26: mean I, I wonder how many people uh uh did the early voting and then they they uh, watched the uh debate and they and then they changed their mind. Gee, maybe we shouldn't have voted for that guy
8: yeah well they wanted to do the the, the debate later on because they knew there was going to be early voting so um i believe that was the reason and um Obviously, it made a difference for the people who didn't vote yet. I know. Yeah.
26: All right. Well, I'm just pulling in the driveway, and I'm going to get ready to sit on the porch for a
8: while. Oh, good day for chiming. All
26: right. All right. So thank you, you have a good weekend now. You
8: too. Thank you. So Lamont and the legislature set aside 125 million for tax rebates to single parents with federally adjusted incomes below 100,000, and to couples making less than 200,000. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Come to the program. I Stu. Hi there.
12: Hey, I was just wondering. Uh, I, I used to love George Carlin uh, when he when he was cleaner. I don't know if you have anything that's uh, clean. Uh, that's I love too, George
8: uh, Carlin. Some of the early things are clean, and it's hard to find them. But I will. I tr-
23: know.
12: It's funny because uh, he was just as funny when he was clean. He didn't have to go that raunchy route.
8: Oh, he was definitely brilliant. Uh, I'll try to find the early George Carlin days and get some of his uh, comedy, which was just as funny. I agree with you.
12: Hilarious, yeah. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it.
21: Sure. Yep. Hello. Good afternoon. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi. Hey, I have a very good... Um, I guess therapeutic idea for everybody who listens to it's kind of fun actually. Um, I'll be quick because I know your show's almost over. But um, I was looking all over for my apartment for a blank piece of paper so I can draw something.
13: Mm-hmm.
21: And what I wanted to do, I wanted to draw a map of the most positive area I lived in my life. All the things, good things happening. And it just happens to be with me, the most southern Vermont in New Hampshire where Cain is.
8: That was your happy place, huh? Uh,
21: yeah, it's like the nexus of my universe. If, you mm-hmm. know, they have nexus shampoo, but that's mine. And um, I I just started with a blank slate, back of a piece of the paper of the menu where I live here, you can order, and it, I started out I started out drawing the Connecticut River. And then I went along with all the details of the things I most remember, very remembering. So I know all the ways of the uh, curves of the road and the river and everything. And I got, I was, it was like I can't fill this up or anything. And in uh, Bennington County, Vermont, I got like 20 things. Now in in Cheshire County, New Hampshire, I got like 30 things. And I I really couldn't have thought of it all at once. So that's something that would make somebody think of things as you go, like jog the memory. And I think that's a good exercise for, you know, anybody, if they want to be quiet for a while and just think about, you know, how they've done and who they liked and who they didn't like.
8: Well, that's a good question. If you could go back years, what would be your happy place?
21: Well, I've, not with people, but the happiest well, you said you place I've ever been was, yeah. was on top of Camel's Hump Mountain in Huntington, Vermont. Yeah, because it was so just like okay,
8: buddy, I got um, I got to run. It's hitting two, but it was
21: just like stay in the that happy began. place. Okay,
8: Okay, right. thanks, Stu. To- Take a quick call. Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Good afternoon, Stu.
27: You know the governor giving out all this uh, money to uh, uh, low income workers. Uh, what about us low income people on Social Security.
8: Well, Those are good I, questions. You know, I'm going to try to get a, a guest next week and talk about it, but I, I get a break for the news. Those okay. are good questions. Uh, one
19: other thing. Yesterday you had weird words. How about whack-a-doodle?
8: Whack-a-doodle was... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, You've got a bunch of wackadoodle doodle people
26: calling right, in. I got a...
8: I gotta go, or the boss the uh, the boss will whack my doodle. Thank you.
26: Okay, okay, Steve.
8: Hey, everybody! Please be kind to each other. Personality Radio W I C H A M thirteen ten Norwich, and W two.